Ladies and gentlemen, I would like to introduce you to CJ Misfits Podcast, where every week these two guys will be throwing down a podcast in a cardboard in Arkansas. They will touch every topic and test every nerve. So follow them on Facebook and check back every week. And now your host. So it's July 6th, 2017. Two days after 4th. How was your 4th? Sherry. It was Sherry, wasn't it? That's the most Sherry 4th it could have been. I'm keeping count. Uh, it was three already. Uh, did you say Sherry two times before I said it? No, after you said it. But then you just said it. Can again. I just so let the number three times. or do I have to use the hash mark? No, now it's four times. So maybe you should go hash marks. I'm going hash marks. How many times it's going to happen? Just remember when you get it four, you have to make a slash at the center of it. See, all on point. Listen, I'm just telling you this, Um, Sherry. Okay, one more time. (laughs) Um, maybe our only and most valuable follower. We need to lift her up. She's consistent. There, I I do have to say, Cora is five as well. Okay, listen. Do we need to go Cora? We've got two people that have listened okay. to every single episode we that I know Sherry, of. We said Cora twice. I don't count anybody at this table, even though I'm pretty sure everybody at this table I don't know other than you has listened to horseshit. All, all five. I haven't. Oh, I mean, I've, I've struggled through most of them, and that's what it's going to have to be. <laughs> there's, there's a lot of stuff that I have inside Do you that want I want to let out. <laughs> And I don't feel like this microphone allows me to do it. <laughs> do you need a bigger microphone? I need a microphone the size of a fucking Hubble telescope to get all my shit Jeez, out. <laughs> Huge. I've seen the Hubble telescope. Huge. Have you not? No. Uh, not even a picture of it? No. Wow. Um, I Show want... a picture of the Hubble telescope. <laughs> it's huge. Huge. Um, so, um... Hi. Okay, you asked me the other day. I'm going to start this off, and I don't mean to spark a big, no. like, just change in big shit. I love it. But uh, you asked me the other day to listen to a Joe Rogan, we, which we are huge supporters of. Huge. Huge. <laughs> okay, we, huge. We've really got to get away from the word huge. Okay. I will say that. Huge um, Jackman. Uh, Joe Rogan did a... No. <laughs> Thank you, L, for changing the game. Um, but uh, uh, Joe Rogan did a podcast with Megan Phelps. Phelps. Is that the one about the cult? The well, hold on. No, it's it. Yes, it is, but it isn't because it's about the Westboro Baptist Church, which everyone is up in arms about. Every wait a minute, they're the people that. Rally against funerals for veterans, veterans, soldiers, soldiers. homosexuals. Oh uh, wow! Not, not just okay, funerals. Now, um, now when I listen, when I was listening it with you, I understand what she was talking about. Okay, so, um, you wanted me to listen to this, and, and you you had asked me a couple. I had asked you to send me the link, and you did. Mm-hmm. Um, and I couldn't listen to it. So Saturday, I got up and I started listening to this, and of course, Elle sat down with me. And we listened to probably about 45 minutes to an hour of it, just me and her. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, just kind of listen to the stuff that she went. And so, um, you know, obviously one of the touchy subjects that I never want to hit, especially when you start a podcast, is something so 
huge, huge as huge Jackman. Not Jackman. He's not that big. I mean, he's kind of big. He's Wolverine. How do you know? I didn't ask <laughs> anybody, by the way. <laughs> as far as... There's a whole new meaning to this last name. Jackman. Jackoff. Okay. Um, I'm going to turn off the mic. <laughs> you Sorry. keep doing shit. Somebody went directly. My That's bad. Nice so, Huge um, mistake. Yeah. <laughs> 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 so, ultimately, um, uh, religious views is something scary. Right. Um, it, it's a lot of things people don't want to touch on. That's the one subject that I hate for you to always be on. Now, listen, not because um, I'm convicted, because there's a lot of ways that I look at life and religion that change everything. But the way this woman described her church... She Which gets a she free. Left. Pa- she gets a free pass for me, right? Because guess what? What she knew was the only thing that was correct to her, right? So when she steps thing. away and sees a new light, there's no one that should be able to hold a blanket over this woman's head, right? Um, me and you went the back and forth about how sexy she was. Right. Um, and how sexy Kevin Hart thought she was. Right. <laughs> Kevin Smith. Or Kevin Smith, I'm sorry. <laughs> Kevin Hart. I don't, Hart. Know, what, I don't wow. know what Kevin Hart thinks about <laughs> Megan Phelps. Kevin Hart, hit us up on Facebook. <laughs> Let me know how you feel about Megan Phelps, um, who is not directly related to Michael Phelps, who's the pothead swimmer from the Olympics. I wouldn't refer to him as a pothead swimmer. He smoked though. weed once. Um, and is now called a pothead. No, I, think I pot, smoked I think weed once, weed. and I am now referred to as a pothead. So guess what? So he gets the same treatment. He gets the same treatment. Gotcha. And he has a gold medal, or several. Does like he 11. still have them? It's kind of like Bill Clinton. 11. He didn't inhale. No, but he did. <laughs> but he did eat like a it. cigar that was shoved in another woman's vagina. <laughs> he eat it? I don't know what if he... What the fuck are y'all talking about? Oh my God, the Monica Lewinsky scandal? Listen, if okay, we're going to yes, go I'm, off on a tangent, okay, let's do this one. I remember the Monica Lewinsky scandal. <laughs> because but we are in a carport in Arkansas. To smoking weed, and I because said, "Because you said, oh, Bill, Clinton. I said Bill Clinton." Got right. it. He brought up the cigar. Rewind. I don't think that Bill Clinton ate the cigar, as you so eloquently. Well, he put, put it. it in his mouth. Well, that there's a big put difference between. He got at you at the end of a cigar. True. See, okay, so see he gnawed on the cigar that was in her giner. No, CT. <laughs> did you just say giner? I did. Giner. Okay, um, listen closely. This would be an air five. That's what we'd like to call an aerial attack five over the microphone set. Um, So. (laughs) Okay, so hold on. Michael Phelps has 11 gold medals, Mm -hmm. I believe. Um, Bill Clinton ate a cigar out of a woman's vagina. And Bill Cosby filled a cigar full of narcotics. No, he (laughs) filled a drink full of narcotics. Let's get it right. Um, Cocktails and whiskey. Whatever. For some reason, it was okay with Michael Jackson, just not okay with. Oh, uh, listen, it was Bill Jesus Juice when he did it. Yeah, what? <laughs> so he gave it a better name. Okay, why don't we bring in Prince then? Because uh, I don't think Prince ever molested a child. No, never. Nor, nor do we know for a fact that Michael Jackson did either, or didn't Bill he Cosby. Did die of an overdose? Who? Prince. No. He died of. I think he drowned in Purple Rain, didn't he? Yeah. 
That's exactly what happened in a bathtub of Purple Rain. No, that was Whitney Houston with a roast beef sandwich. <laughs> no, that was Purple Pain. <laughs> oh my god! Totally what the different. name of the cocaine was that she was snorting Purple before pain. she took her roast beef sandwich to Seriously, the bathtub. Listen, um, I, if you guys would like theater sitting for a hell show, <laughs> the shit y'all can please spit contact one eight hundred Satan Lives, <laughs> and you will get a a VIP pass to our stand up. Um. Holy shit. We're going to hell for that. We would, No, why? For why talking not? about a bunch of drug addicts or drug inducers or oh, drug you're right. givers. Or drug dealers. Exactly. Hey, there was a song that some dude used to sing. Oh, man, it had a woman's name. Just I agree. What, what, what was that name? Do you remember? Mary Jane. Sherry. Sherry. Thank you. Uh, oh. We're now at eight. Somebody sang a song about Sherry. And... And if Dora she the Explorer listen. had a cousin it, from the U.S., what would her name be? Cora. Cora. So that's a three for Cora. Dora. Cora. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Why wouldn't you go that way? Oh, so y'all are just making that up. Y'all don't know some Spanish. No. Oh, I don't... What... what um, no, I'm just saying. if Because, like, Jorge becoming George, I get that. I don't go Dora Cora just because you cross the border. No, I said Dora's cousin from America. What would her name be? That you, would be assin- you insinuated that... Okay. So you just needed something to run. So anyways, Megan Phelps. Right. <coughs> is where we... <laughs> and she, we do know that she is not a relative of Bill Cosby or Bill Clinton. Or Dora or, the Explorer. Or Michael Phelps. Right. Or Dora's American cousin, Cora. <laughs> <laughs> or Sherry. Right. Okay, so okay, we know no. who she's not related to. Okay. She is related to members of the Westboro Baptist Church. Right. And so... um. The biggest thing, I guess, when, when I watched this thing, um, I watched Elle just kind of be... Did you watch it or listen to it? I, actually, I watched it. Okay. So I you, did YouTube it. Okay. Um, which you guys need to check out. Um, can we put a, a, link. a link to it? Yes. Okay, so we're, we're going to put a link to it down uh, at, at the bottom. But, um, so Joe Rogan, who is is known to just kind of jab at folks. Not not necessarily mean, but just, you know, just try to get to the bottom I of it. I got really into that podcast, too. Oh, man. I loved Deep. it. I really did love it. Because here's the thing. Um, to hear what she, she even said, because um, I'm, I'm, my understanding is that she, she went from a huge, huge believer into, like, scripture to a non-believer. And she's either married to a Agnostic atheist. or an atheist? No. I think he's an atheist. He's an atheist, he but is an atheist. he doesn't proclaim to be an atheist, just like she does not proclaim right. to be an atheist. Um, because the word has a negative connotation to it. Right. An atheist um, leads people to believe immediately that you don't believe that there is a God, whereas she takes more of the stance of, I'm trying agnostic. to figure it out. I've went this whole time saying, God, God, God. Now I'm not so sure, but I'm not necessarily saying that there's not a God. Which would break her down into, just just my understanding, I'm not saying I'm right or wrong, but which would break her down to an agnostic yes. uh, point of view, right? Yes. <laughs> well, I've never known the terminology, just like LGBTs. I don't... There's no bacon, lettuce, tomato in, <laughs> in the game. Well be. They're eventually going to take over the entire alphabet Listen. like they did the rainbow. So fuck it. The rainbow's still mine. No, it's not no, it is. anymore. It is no. mine. Uh, ask, the gay ask a San Francisco parade because <laughs> they beg to differ. Let's stop. Okay. 
Um, <laughs> just to reach out for any first-time listener, um, we are not anti-gay. What we are is anti-stupid. And the fact that... I'm anti-taking away the rainbow. It's still our rainbow. And it's their rainbow, too. Because guess what? Before anyone decided to tuck away their penis, there was Rainbow Bright, and she was my friend. I mean, look, the Crips took blue. The Bloods <laughs> took red. They took the whole fucking spectrum of color. They were like, we're just going to, all of it. I'm going to take the rest of it. It's the whole spectrum. That's not right. So, let me ask you, I, and I'm being honest. Light passes through a prison. What comes it out makes is theirs. It makes it gay? No, what comes out is theirs. It's too much, like, like, so light passes Passing through a prism is and what makes you gay. gay. <laughs> I'm good. You stood in the wrong light. Um, yeah. So, so honest to God, um, you know, uh, I stand behind all of my gay fellow Americans. And do whatever. Um, it's their life. It's it, it to each their own. Period. Right. Um, just like if you stand behind Black Lives Matters, I think that you have a reason to stand behind it. I think that you have. Um, just chances are your reasoning is stupid. Or or media based, um, and, and, and I would is. I would not. I would, here's the thing. At the end of the day, I would not like Don King, um, or Al Sharpton to be the person who stands behind my movement. No, because I would like to think that movement escaped. Didn't Don King get end, in trouble too for something? Pretty much fixing fights was what he got. What he got and had no. an ugly ass hair. What the no, black man, community? His good, Before though. the Black Lives Matter, he was he did something. Don King is a criminal. Why it's not he? because he's black. It's because he fixed fights for years. All right. Oh. He's, he, I mean, he's. I mean, it's. Does it, Don it, King even have something to do with the Black Lives? Mm-hmm. He's a backer okay. for them. I, I didn't know that. Soros, George Soros, who's a white German. Well, yeah, <laughs> that but hates all. The probably hates black people, right? But he keeps paying them to show up at protests. Because so, he gets his name out there. So old Megan Thals, she decides to run up into um, one, some of the worst. Uh, and and some of the reason, and, and the reason why I tell anybody who wants to listen to this, and because you, you got to hear it. What she thought she was doing was literally living the word of God to, to, to help somebody um, defer their way. Because of biblical scripture. Okay. Um, And at the end of the day, this woman just, she, through Twitter, of all places, decided that maybe there's another way to look. And so her and her sister started to, you know, pretty much defer from this church. And then hell rained down upon them. Mm -hmm. And now this woman goes in front of blacks, white, Mexicans, gays, the whole nine yards, and she realizes that, guess what? The judgment that I cast was incorrect, and she's and she, she literally stands with her chin held high, ready to take one. I mean, like, literally, anybody that's willing to cast a stone, she's willing to listen to anything that she says, and to me, that's pretty epic. Yeah. Um, just like all diversity of all religions, um, it's a give and take, and I don't mean to put down any religion, but she took and took and took and took and took and never gave anything back. Right. Now, to me, that's no way to be Christian or... or, or godly. Godly. Um, you know, I may not like what you're doing, but I'm going to do my best to consider your actions and then weigh against them. 
maybe to help you in the right direction. Didn't they get exiled? Who? Megan and her sister. Well, yeah, I mean, ultimately. Well, yeah, but, but, but they didn't get exiled, missed, meaning they had no the choice. I the beginning of it. They didn't like, get kicked told... out. They left. They left. But by leaving, you immediately become shunned by the rest of the members. Okay. You are not, you don't speak to them, they don't speak to it's you. It's like the village. So she has no contact with her parents whatsoever. Right. So it's just pretty much her and her sister. Yeah. Well, she had a brother that left eight years before her. Um, See, I, no, that I didn't know. I didn't know Maybe I either. missed that part of it. It, it could have been. Um, but she had a brother that left eight years before her. She had a cousin that left some time before her. Um, and actually, I believe it was a cousin that took her in after her and her sister left. Um, you know, oh, to help her through? Already, yeah, because they had already... You know, when they left... Because that's a culture shock. Because they left the church, so Megan and her sister, naturally, as they were taught, the fact they that- shunned the people who left right well then they themselves ended up leaving years later and you know kind of thought well I mean everything negative that we said about these people that left before us we won't be able to rely on them because we said so much shit about them but actually they opened up the doors to them because so I'm going to break this down to you one in one brief statement so you mean to tell me that someone left before you you denounced them shunned them literally shit upon them mm-hmm. Then, you yourself found a different light and felt that you needed to leave. When you left, you thought that you didn't have a person to turn to. Right. And at that point, I hate to say this, but the true Christian person that you had shit upon decided to take you in and shelter you. By that that idea of Christianity. Well, I do. Right. Because we make sure these two opposite ends right here. Uh, the fact of the matter is, is that I'm not a hundred percent sure what the difference between Christianity and humanity is, but I'm pretty sure there's a fine line there. Mm-hmm. Um, if something happens to you and I can help you, I'm going to. Period. Right. Whether I'm a human, a humanitarian or a Christian. Right. I want my fellow people to do good. And that's why the last episode when we were talking about sin and how it breaks down and, right. and whether or not you're forgiven, um, I don't follow that God. The God that, that that made those rules isn't my God. Now, whether or not I'm wrong, I have no idea. But I'm telling you, and, 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 if, and if I'm those that left winger that says, well, guess what? Those rules don't apply to me. And then guess what? I'm left in the cold years later. I'll follow that to the end. Right. So, I want, at the end of the day, everyone to treat me like I want to be treated. And does it always work out for me? No. Um, but does for Megan Phelps, for it did. Um, to a greater realm. Now this woman goes on and shows people the hatred that she was bleeding upon other people. Right. And it ended up being epic. And, and here's the thing. I haven't even got all the way through the podcast. Right. I got two hours in the podcast, and I was like, oh, shit to do. Right. So, so I, totally, I'm not, I totally understand. If you're not listening to that last pause three weeks later, <laughs> I get where you're at. <clears throat> There's shit to do. But this woman made a good, hard stand against something that she believed in, and she, and she did it with grace. 
That's she, she did it. And she did it with not only her grace, but the grace of God. And I will be the first person to say, I will stand here right now, I am a believer. Um, my vernacular, my um, opinions may not show that clearly, but I'm a believer. I want I want everyone to know that, you know, I, the, the, that's the route that I follow. Um, and it may not be everyone else's, and I would hope to God that anyone wouldn't look at that and think, man, fuck this guy. He's a Jesus follower. Right. Because, I mean, at that point. He's a godly man. <laughs> where are you losing out? It's like, <laughs> to me, that's that tends to be one of the, well, on one hand, it tends to be one of the worst people that you can judge. It's like you're going to judge somebody for just, at the end of the day, really just trying to do right <laughs> by life. But it's it's the negative connotation that comes along with um, some hardcore churchgoers that try to beat it over to people's head and tell them. I mean, there's people essentially doing what the Westboro Baptist Church does on a smaller scale. Oh, absolutely. Um, oh, yeah, because you know that some people talking. are listening to that podcast and going, well, she's she's an idiot, like. Why listen to her? She's stupid. She doesn't know what she's talking about. Right. You're because have because those they follow people. suit with her. Exactly. Right. Right. I get it. I do. She's strong willed, I'll tell you that much. Oh, On that yeah. podcast, well, I mean, that's, that's think all about, she Think about how pushed. brave Megan has to be to do that. I mean, yeah, to go out to the, you know, and she talks about that during that episode. Is like at one point she goes with. Because there was the the Jewish guy that she attacks on Twitter, who kind of helped lead her lead her out of um, the Westboro Baptist Church. I, w- I wouldn't. I, I think lead is the wrong word. Lead is the wrong way in the sense that he didn't try to pull her out of it, but he just enlightened opened her, eyes. her and, and opened her eyes. Enlightenment is the word that I want to to things that made her start questioning her own faith Absolutely. and start questioning how things were going, and then making the ultimate decision to leave. Um, but that same guy took her to a rally, um, a Jewish a Jewish rally of some sort. And no, she was protesting that rally. No, no, I'm talking oh, about the one. No, he later. took her. Yeah, he oh, took oh. her, and she was like, "Okay." This was after she had left, and she basically said, "Okay, you know, I'll go." And then when he got there, when they got there, he was like, "Well, you're going to speak," and she's, you know, she was just frozen. It's like, what do you do? What do you? What do you get up on in, on stage in front of all of these people who you just said all these horrible things about, and then actually have to to speak to them and essentially apologize to them? I mean, really, and then lift them up, and then yeah, and then tell them exactly how you now feel. And it's like, you know, the best way I can describe that, not even in that realm. Um, we uh, we had taken a, a small break from, uh, we had started the podcast three of us um, um, and we had decided to kind uh, uh, of uh, that's the train here in Rossville I hope you guys enjoy it it's a beautiful sound especially when we're sitting it comes out here. at the same time every night every night it's kind of beautiful I mean it's almost it's 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 very it's a gorgeous sound <clears throat> but um, you take something that was what's well, like okay Take my friend Stacy for we. I always call her the godly woman because she always preaches the word of God, right. which I love it because it it enlightens you. Yeah, I guess you, you could say that. Up. So, but I don't. 
shun her for some things that she does. I don't think she's less godly for some things she chooses to do. Uh, Okay. But at the same time, you get to realize this. We started to do a podcast earlier, and um, it it wasn't going the way that we, we or me, had thought it was going to go. And so we shut it down. Now, in order for me to um, generate some sort of uh, exuberance for the episode, I had to, to, to dig a little deeper. Um, okay. And, and, and I hope you guys haven't felt it, but I had to dig because I didn't like the way the show was going before, so we, 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 we changed it up. We, we started to try to enhance each other, um, which we should always do. Um, and maybe that's why I didn't like it in the first place. But Megan Phelps now has to reach inside of whatever she has to mm-hmm. pull out her bag of tricks. And these are my bag of tricks. Just to be able to, to try to relate to two people who I, I love with every fiber of my being and talk to them like like it's so easy to do. Maybe struggle through it. But she did it. She's nailed it. She's nailed it so many times. She's been at some of the biggest colleges in the world and she's talked to she's people. a lot of conferences. Yeah. And, I mean, oh, yeah. She, 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 she's come up. And now, here's the thing. Never in a million years would I ever just be like, I want to boast somebody from the Westboro Baptist Church. But I will promise you this. I love the fact that I can boast somebody who is no longer with the Westboro Baptist Church. Period. I agree. I'm surprised they're not just disbanded. Period. Well, I For mean, how much scrutiny end, they get right. all the time. Here you go. This is what you have to think so, of. Though. But they're Here. almost like brainwashed because if you think about it, if You've had several people leave, and you're going to shun them, and then you have several people that bombard you every time you go to a funeral, because you're, oh, what's the word? Like you're prejudiced against vets, or Army, or Marines, or Navy, or any of that good stuff. You would think at some point those people would be like, why? Why? Well, it, it, like they're brainwashed. Well, because... actually, I can I can answer that. Okay, if, I mean, if please, okay, judge it, and I can answer it just simply by listening to what she was talking about. Um, the it's like Stockholm syndrome. What they're doing though is what what they do. They have the word of the Bible completely backing every action that they're doing based on a few simple verses. And, and I'm, I'm not going to begin to try to quote the verses, but the verses basically say this. Um, love thy neighbor. Okay, now, in the Bible, love is defined by also, if you see that person doing something that is off track of the Christian way, off track by the word of the Bible, it is your obligation to correct that person. Not obligation. It's your duty or responsibility. Right. So you, if if I see you slipping, backsliding, doing up. anything that goes against the word of the Bible, I'm supposed to tell you about it. I'm supposed to confront you about it. I'm supposed to, by any means necessary, get you to change the way that you're doing. If that means protesting your funeral, or protesting a funeral, to get the point across, because what they truly believe is that America is being cursed by... Death? All of the sinning. Oh, well, that's, I mean, that is, that, I mean, when you look through the Bible, it calls for death upon everything. It calls for death of homosexuality. It calls for death upon any sins, for the most part. It calls for the death penalty. Um, 
them them originally having signs that say God hates gays. I mean, for the most part, goes by what the scripture says. Whether it's Old Testament or New Testament, it both says that they should be stoned. Now, they there is some there is some um, some cushion there when you hear the story of um, of the woman who committed adultery. Everybody was getting ready to stone her. Jesus stepped forward and said, "But um, those without sin, those cast without the sin, first stone. Cast the first stone." So he basically quit the stoning by reminding everybody that they have at one point in time committed sin. a sin and they shouldn't be so quick to throw a stone. So you shouldn't be so quick to judge somebody that didn't necessarily say that the judgment was wrong. You still shouldn't commit adultery. You still shouldn't commit a gay sexual act is how the Bible does still stand by. So in theory, that is a... Um, that is a sin punishable by death. And that's a, the only real thing that the Westboro Baptist Church was saying. And they're saying that... Um, war is wrong. By, uh, war is wrong by us um, legalizing gay marriage, things of that nature. We're bringing these curses on our country by doing these things. So they are, away, they are opening our eyes to that. They are loving their neighbor. By every word of the Bible, they are loving their neighbor. That's what they're doing. And I'm not saying I agree with them. I totally disagree with them. But that's what they're doing. And that's what they're teaching five-year-olds and up. So, like you said, it is a form of brainwashing, but I don't know how far it off, how far off it is from the scripture. The brainwashing that all of us have already taken place. I mean, they're opening a book. They're opening a book of the Bible and saying this is the Word of God. And it says that we don't do this, this, and this. So... Um, they they view the American flag at this point. The Westboro Baptist Church views the American flag as a um, false idol. The way that we idolize um, the American flag and the way that we... And they view um, soldiers' funerals as um, almost military propaganda. Um, they, they view it as a... a Right, it's a, it's a let's, you know, it's like let's mourn the loss of this soldier, but let that fuel our fight to drive to kill more of somebody else. Is exactly basically, wow. and I totally so understand that though. By I, saying that, that's why they're protesting soldiers' funerals. I but, still don't think it's right, but that's that's what their reasoning but is. Now, okay, now here it's not we much can of honest, a reasoning though. No, absolutely, but but you got to realize this: if you were to take that in any other perspective for real um i want you to and, and and if we end up being and i apologize for this if this one statement drives us into a different uh, level of where we're supposed to be at podcast wise think about this in any other realm that's accepted in the westboro baptist church it's not because no one agrees with it but now what if i told you that you have fun shooting guns mm-hmm is it fun to you? Yes. Um, does anyone get hurt when you do it? No. No. What if I told you that the president-elect could have been Hillary Clinton and she was going to rob you of that? I'm not saying that that was her perspective. I would want to punch her in the throat. Right. Okay. But at the same time, what if all of her other issues that she was driving for were great? Would you want to subsidize one of her opinions for another? 
and I hate to that, but it have to be. Mm. There would have to be some pretty epic points. Yes. Right. Because we all have a right to bear arms, we have a, all have a right to protect ourselves. So therefore, you shouldn't have you shouldn't have the right to take that away from us. It's the one thing that protects us. And don't get me wrong. What's I, that one kind of wine called? Um, oh, the one you cook with? Yeah, sherry. Okay, it's cooking sherry. What was it, Laura? It's cooking sherry. Sherry. Sure. I said that once too. Right. Um, Here's the thing, though, the the way that I look at it with the problem is the West. Okay, the Westboro Baptist Church can be considered the Al Qaeda of Christians. Yes. Except for ISIS, but yeah, they're they're <laughs> right. a, they're an extreme. Okay. They're extremists. They're extremists. They're they've cracked open the they've cracked open the book, the Bible. They've taken word for word exactly what's said. And for the most part, they've put it right to stone. They've gone, and here's the thing: the they have even taken away some of their signs because of the way that people have challenged how the how the word of the Bible is read. Well, everybody can take the word of the Bible and. Put it, into it the, to their own. Well, because well, and put it into their own words. Like I can take a, a verse from the Bible, Bible, and it means something to me. But you two can look at the word of the Bible, and it means something totally different. No, that's not the issue. It's not the issue of how it's. But that's retained. what I'm saying. They're trying it's to take the, the word of, of the how Bible, it's attained, um, digested, and then regurgitated. Well, um, yeah, but not the regurgitation of what the Westboro Baptist Church does is mainly hate and discontent, from my eyes. But why? Why would you not call the Bible in general a regurgitation of what was originally said, considering it's not the original writings? Well, just just like I think some of the most broken things in Christianity is the fact that you know what we do. Um, we take a let's. I'm going out here. Let's go Corinthians one. Okay? Okay. Let's read the whole verse. Let's analyze it. Most people don't. Okay. You know what most people do? You know what most churches do? Even, not to the fault of my own, but even my own church takes... They gloss over it. A section of it, Mm -hmm. um, enlighten it, and then make it scripture. Or, uh, you know what I mean? They make it, they, they glorify it. Scripture can be referred to as a learning moment. Um... Now, at that point, you've taken one one little clip, and, and you'll realize why I use this word, one little clip of an, in, an entire statement, one little clip to enlighten somebody, mm-hmm. but at the same time, you're enabling somebody to get to, a next, to the next point, you're... In, you're uh, you're keeping somebody from getting to the next point just by one statement. Right. The whole message in its entirety is a parable that is supposed to be enlightening. It's supposed to be, that that's what the book is for. It's an enlightenment. It's supposed to be able to take God and life's lessons and do whatever with. But now, what we do is we use this little tidbit of information that you get Corinthians 1, 2, 24 through 23. 
now this is how much we hear when there's a, an entire chapter dedicated to this one thing right okay now what does social media do what does every Black Lives Matter video do what does every anything that's ever come to front that everyone gets an uproar about we see this much of it and now no one can see what I'm doing but about five inches of a five foot story right now 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 all of a sudden we want to harness our emotions into that that five seconds whatever triggers that is what we are right so just like social media does I feel like a lot of times Christianity does they spark those emotions that need to be sparked to keep you holding on that's what social media does. Okay. Hell, do you not feel that to be the same way? Okay. What you're doing is you're harnessing the attention of a rogue generation to hold on to tidbits. And we've been doing that for millennia. Right, but the church encourages you to read the entire Bible. So when you read the entire Bible, they encourage you to believe that that is the word of God and that everything in, within that Bible is the word of God the infallible word of God mm-hmm. so thereby each each passage you read in its entirety or by segment is the word of God and that's where what the Westboro Baptist Church the only thing they're truly guilty of is following the infallible word of God is following it to just a to tea. an extreme and to a T um it's when you would look at go. I want to know. There's different variations of the Bible. True. And our Bible is not the true Bible. Who's our Bible? The Bible we read. Which is? Can't remember what version. King Edward. Can't do that. Why? The, the King James. Of the, King James. King James version. Okay. Or do you, the New Living Translation. We have do that you, one. I have that one. Or the Message. Or. But my thing is, is the people that translated the true word of God didn't have the whole grasp on the true word, like the true language that they had back then. So to me, the Bible is skewed just because the person that read it and wrote it did not know the full language. Well, so therefore, if you look at the history of the Bible, Yes. King James hired some of the most um, epic people to be able to break down Latin into whatever. Agree. Um, It's my understanding, and the understanding of a large part of the Christian Christian race is that Bible was wrote in Aramaic, which had been a dead language for a long time. For a long, long time. So where do you go from there? If there's no one there to depict it, well, so I said those people's grandparents, 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 grandparents had to know that language and to just pass it down into generations, which over time would become skewed. You ever played telephone? Yes. Okay. Well, it's just like I, the train effect. We can have six people in a circle. I can tell you one thing, and as it passes along and comes back to me, That's it is a totally different. That's telephone. Oh, I called the train. My bad. Choo-choo. Your train and my train are two totally different it's things. Huge, huge. <laughs> Thank you, Sherry. Okay. Got to give a shout out to Cora. Okay. 
Um, <laughs> okay. So. But it's true. I mean, Westboro Baptist Church. Yes, I don't. I don't believe in what they do. I, it's not something that I think is right. In my God's perspective. But in saying that they're not right, it means that you're denouncing the Bible that you follow. That's the problem. That that that, that that's his outlet. That's my outlet. The whole the whole nine yards is yeah, the but, fact that like we are not by truth following the word of God. Now, don't get me wrong. To I don't, me, they were formed because they wanted to fund their cult. Like they live on a farm with. No, they don't. They live in the middle of Kansas City. In a big area where everybody lives together. Lord, they live in a city, like right next to a a huge Baptist church. But I mean, do they? It's it's not. My understanding is it's not as bad as like Scientology, where they keep you confined to a, a compound. Kind of what you're talking about. I do think they all. I live. thought they did though. No. no, I think they all kind Is of. Is that a different church that I'm talking about? You're thinking about? of Scientology. Tom Cruise. No, there was another church that did the same thing, and then there was. A bunch, oh, I'm sure there is. A bunch of I inbreeding, no and they ended up going in. Like the DA task force went in, and. Oh, that's straight up talking about a cult. I mean, that's. Yeah. Like that's you're talking cult. about um, Michael Koresh and people like that. The guy that got arrested. Uh, Waco. David. David Koresh. Waco, Texas. Maybe that's what I'm talking about. That's what I'm talking about. Okay. Waco, Texas. But, yes. Yeah, when they went and burned it down. Yes. Yeah. Completely. I mean, no, don't get me wrong. They should do it to the Westboro Baptist Church as well. But they're a I little mean, hard I don't, There's things that you should keep personally to yourself. Now, there's they, there's things I don't like what you do. I don't like some things that you do. So, therefore, but I'm not going to blast you out on them. Now, there's sometimes that I do. Eh? There's sometimes I do. But for the majority, I try to keep it within me. <laughs> Easy. No, I, I, I did not. Easy. Oh, Chris is making that silly face. <laughs> uh, the, the, the big thing is, is like, there, there's a great wall of um, just faith that we fight day to day. Oh, yeah. Um, uh, I, myself, um, I, I find this struggle constantly. Um, uh, me and you just went to uh, just as far as you call it, it would be like Christian counseling. I, and I think it helped. I think it was incredible. I think that the fact that five. you heard it here first. I, I think that, w- that that we did something that was um, needed. Was, was not only needed, but it was something that we didn't realize that maybe we needed. And and at the end of the day, I'll never, I will never ever let this go. It's one of the things that CT has told me. Um, that, that somebody told him one time, you know what? At the end of the day, if I die, and this and and, and Christ and and Jesus and uh, faith and everything is just a facade. Did I did I walk my life better than if it was a fallacy? Absolutely. I was better to my wife. I was better to my children. I was better to people around me. I did. I went over and beyond. I made people feel important. I gave someone that next breath of life. And you know what? At the end of the day, I'm no richer. I'm no. I know anything. But when that last breath escapes me, you know what I am. I'm what I should have been. From birth 
I'll never, ever forget that you told me that. When you told me that that person said that to me, you know what? If it ain't real, guess what? If I live my life to follow that reality, I did what I was supposed to do. For the most part, the Bible is full of good lessons, and if you follow it, then the only thing you can really come out with is living a good life. Um, it's not like some other ones that, that aren't, but I guess if you start nitpicking the Bible, then some Which of the Westboro things, Baptist Church has. They've nitpicked it, but they've done, but they've nitpicked it in a way where they've, they've read over all it like a ideas. legal contract. Right. I mean, they've read it, and it's like, okay, well, it says this, 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 and this. So that's what we got to go by. Um, we have every right to do this because one thing they backed the Bible off says on, this. One thing they backed off on was a sign that said, death penalty to all gays. And the reason that they had, or death penalty fags. to all fags, more than likely. Um, they love the word fag, uh, which we discussed in our last podcast, the definition of a fag. Well, actually, it's, it's also a bundle of sticks. A bundle of sticks. sticks. Right. Um, Joe but, Rogan's epic. <laughs> so... <laughs> What the reason that they backed off from the death penalty to fags is because of something that Megan Phelps said. Um, she brought up a um, the idea in the Bible that death penalty. There's a. It goes back to what we were talking about earlier. Let those who have never sinned cast the first stone. Jesus gave this woman an opportunity to not be to not receive the death penalty for her sins, which by every word of the Bible said that she should have been stoned. I mean, that's that's what the Bible said. Those, those people standing around were the best Westboro Baptist Church of that time. They were like, well, she, and they all had their rocks and they were all ready to go. And Jesus stepped in and said, hold on. If, you're if without you sin. are without sin, then cast the first stone. And nobody was able to do it because they looked back on themselves. What it in turn did is it gave that woman time to repent for her sin, be forgiven, and move on with a happy life, which is what every single Christian asks for when they sit down in a pew at church. Right. This is my opportunity to be forgiven and to lead a better life. Now, by them having a sign that said death penalty to all fags, um, that says that if you're gay, you should receive the death penalty. We should be happy that you die. That should be how it is. But what she brought up was the fact that you're not actually giving that person the the ability to repent for their sins. Right. So should they receive the death penalty? No, they should be given the opportunity to repent <clears throat> for their sins because that's what you claim that you're doing by being a good Christian is loving thy neighbor. You're stepping forward and saying, hey, you're committing a sin. You should repent. Give them time to repent before you crack them over the head. Exactly. Strap them um, down to the chair. Exactly. So that's where that's where the the Bible or the or people who immediately the Bible gives people the ability to immediately judge somebody. Well, it says right here that this is how you shouldn't be acting. This is how you're acting. I'm judging you. Versus, or should we look at it and go, "You are sinning. I'm your friend." I'm going to step forward and say something about it and now give you time to repent. Let me change the pace just a minute. How many Is gay people do you know at church? Several. Okay. I, I, I really do. Like, 
I ultimately, like when I go to church, I know I at least see I, I, I've missed two great lesbians. And I don't mean for the show. I just mean that they're... Okay, so what do you think that those people are doing? In theory, by the word of God, by the Bible. The infallible word of God that was written told, by man, translated by man, rewritten by man. All. But we're... And that's, that's where... If you go right now to your pastor at church, your pastor will tell you that the word of God is what you should live by. And then if you ask him what the word of God is, what is he going to tell you? That it's the Bible. So, if you, I, guess, I guess you need to... So my point is, how does a gay person walk into church, sit down, and basically soak in everything within that book except the one part Corinthians 1 1. I just read it. Corinthians 1 1. I guess that would be the greatest way that a, let's even go ugly, a queer, a transvestite, a whatever. I mean, if you just want to go ugly, if, if, if there's a way they could sit in a church pew and feel good about one it's, thing. It's come from the New, New International Version. Okay. okay. Corinthians 1 1 says. Paul called to the apostle of Christ Jesus by the will of God and our brother Sosthenes. Sure. That's good enough. Give me your phone. Verse 2, to the church of God in Corinthian, to those sanctioned to Christ Jesus and called to be his holy people, together with all those everywhere who call on the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, their Lord and ours. Grace and peace to you from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Give me the phone, just for a second. And, and maybe it wasn't Corinthians 1-1. One, one. Um, and that's where it helps to have Bible verses off the top of your head. Right. I mean, I can run into the bathroom that's posted <laughs> there. Like, seriously, in our bathroom, we have this... Um, and please, you know what? I want listeners to interact with this. I want a quote to tell me what Bible verse this is. Um, it says that um, something about our Lord, our God, I give you three things. Love, peace, and hope. And the most important thing of all of these is love. Now, here's the thing. It doesn't matter if it's dick to butt. Now, I'm going to be straight raunchy with this. Stick to butt. You're going to put wherever you're going to. The fact of the matter is, at the end of the day, is God already said that love is the most important thing that you can give another human being, correct? Correct. Um, And I don't see anywhere in that verse where there was a breakdown of how you should love another human being. Meaning that I can love you as a friend, CT, and we both have Audis. (laughs) <laughs> right. Okay. Um, Are you talking about love is patient, love is kind? No, that's not anything of what I said. Oh, that's crazy. Do, do, do I need to run into the bathroom and grab the picture off the wall? I, I don't. Here's the thing. <laughs> Peace, love, and okay, hope. Okay, here. God is love and has demonstrated that love in everything that he does. Paul compares faith, hope, and love and concludes that the greatest of these is love. Okay. We'll go with that. What is that? What is the verse? That is Corinthians 13, 13. 
Corinthians 13, 13, 13. Um, so, uh, can I get a show of hands of people who don't have tattoos? Okay, no, wait here's holding your hands up. Yeah, okay. So, um, how about the fact that um, no one has ever, ever felt any sort of love for the same sex? Correct. Can I get a show of hands? Still no hands up. Um, so, so have we broken any laws? Now, in the Old Testament, we're not supposed to, like, jack up our bodies and stuff like that. I'm, I'm, I, and here's the thing. You're not going to get any scripture from me. There's no derivative that I'm going to give you that, that gives an exact quote. Right. But the fact of the matter is, is that what are we doing? Who's doing it right or wrong? Is Westboro Baptist Church doing it wrong? In our perspective, go- yes. Perspective. But yes. here's the thing. At the end of the day, you know the law. So the law says that if the people that we've appointed to law enforcement tell us no, what are we supposed to do? Not do it. Obey. Right. So from the Black Lives Matter communion, community, that's no longer a, there's, this is no longer a factor. We broke law. We broke protocol. So, here's the thing. Are we wrong? Or is Westboro Baptist Church wrong? Well, in in theory, the Westboro Baptist Church abides by every law. Right. So, because that is also so, uh, what the Bible says to do. As simple as it is. Are we wrong? Or is Westboro Baptist Church wrong? There's no right way to answer that. No, there is a right way. If you follow the infallible word of God. Who's wrong? We are. It's us. Right. Period. Now, so, do we coddle that and stretch it to where, and here's the thing, this is what we've done as a society. We've stretched it out, made it more relaxed to where it, it it's like a fat person in a bathtub. Um, Oh, yeah, I'm going to do this. Uh, fat person in the bathtub. You know, when you get big enough and the curtain starts to pull out from the bottom of the tub and gets the floor wet. Well, okay. if you have a wooden floor, you're going to rot it. Okay? Okay. So, guess what we do? We buy a wide-ass shower curtain to adapt to your big ass. Okay. To where you don't have to get your floor wet anymore. Right. Now, did you fix your problem? Or no. did you make your problem surround you, you? You accommodated your problem. Thank you. So, who's wrong? Well, I can't sit here and argue that point because I don't have enough breath in my lungs. I don't have the okay. agility to argue that point. Okay, well then here's how I would argue, or here's how I would I would question that point. All right, okay. when you look at the Old Testament mm-hmm. and you review some of the things that we were supposed to do and not allowed to do in the Old Testament... Not eat pork. One example. Not eat pork. Okay. Um, we Huge barbecue fan. Right. Um, Matter of fact, could cook it next week. So. So go ahead and make a belt real quick. I ju- literally just looked her up. I don't know what you just said. It was that like. Sorry. Going back to her. Did you know her father was the founder? Her grandfather. 
Yeah. Her grandfather was the founder of Westboro Baptist Church. It says her mother is Shirley Phelps mm-hmm. Roper, whose father was the church. Oh, okay. Read that wrong. My bad. Oh, that's Fred why Phelps. we went to Megan Phelps. She's not just a member. <laughs> she's also she's also the president. <laughs> yeah, she's also the president. <laughs> kind of, sort of, but not really. Oh yeah, she's well the, the mother top was, tier. Literally. The mother was. She's like she's a princess. Royalty. Right, she's related to. So she go, refers where to him as Gramps. Go, I want to know you. You were on some steam, so let's get that. Okay, so the Old Testament states many things that you're not allowed to do. Mm-hmm. You're not supposed to eat pork. You're not supposed to. Eat, I mean, in all reality, from my understanding, and I have not verified this, but in the Old Testament, the act of not eating shellfish is actually brought up more times than not being gay. It was more important that you not eat shellfish. The lobster that you love. Fucking A. The clams. The oysters. The shrimp. Love them. Any crustaceans. But now, what do we do? We have red lobster. And everybody's cool with that. How many people go to red lobster after church? How ma- Yeah, how many, no how many people because that follow the Bible to a T go to red lobster? Because if you, had to file, if you had to follow the Old Testament, there's a lot of things you wouldn't be doing. Um, but So they made adjustments to the Old Testament... They brought Jesus Christ in. They wiped sins of everybody clean by nailing him to a cross. They changed everything up to the New Testament. Now let's follow these laws. They're a little easier to follow. They basically made it easy. I mean, you used to get stoned to death for for wanting a divorce. Now it's not a problem. I would not mind getting a divorce to be stoned to death. (laughs) If that hookah was the right size. (laughs) So... My point is, they have made adaptations to the Bible to fit the way that people are living. At what point does the Bible change again? Where do we, at what point do we revamp the book to go ahead and... Make the adjustment for the next generation. Make the adjustment for homosexuals. Um, Make the adjustment. And a lot of people are going to disagree with this. A lot of people are going to just flare up about this but how is it any different because there was a time where people were flaring up about you're going to let people eat crustaceans right you're going to let people eat pork the fact of the matter is back then they had no refrigeration they didn't know what to do with a, a ham now we know what to do with a ham now we know how to not get sick off of eating a ham so we eat the shit out of him. I don't know. Every no, time I get him, I usually eat too much of it. I get sick. But here's the thing. Now we're even... I'm a Now, I mean, is it not a slap in the face to anybody that wants to truly believe in the Old Testament? The fact that we eat ham on Easter. Right. Now we've taken a holy situation of Easter and said, remember back when we couldn't eat pork? Let's get the biggest piece of pork we can find. Slap some pineapple on it. Head of Jean. And praise Jesus. Mm-hmm. Like a big sausage. Sorry. Straight dirty. If you're going to make a dirty comment, can you please at well, least get off your phone? And no, come I'm to the looking mic? at her Twitter page. So. Oh boy, I wish I'd heard that. Alright, so my point is. Which is pretty friggin' epic. When we get into. When we get into changing things and we get into the the life that we live now the life that we live now we've talked about this before take a look at television in 1980 yeah 
versus television now. The things that we get away with. Or eat my shorts was offensive. The censorship has become more laxed. At what point does the Bible start becoming a little more laxed? And to be honest, I already think it has. And here's the reason why. Because when you go in church, at the end of the day, the point that they drive home, they they tell the fables. They tell the stories that are in the Bible to help you lead a better life. But at the end of the day, they tell you one thing. Do you want to get into heaven? Accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. That's it. That they 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 gloss over don't commit sins. They gloss over all of the fables that the Bible tells, but at the end of the day they do say they drive home the black the and white. Entry to heaven is through believing that Jesus Christ is your Lord and Savior. Now, mind you, that's what got him crucified was the people that did not believe that he was the son of God. The people did not believe that he was um he was the prophet sent down to save us all. People didn't believe that. They ultimately ended up crucifying, which ultimately was God's plan, was for him to be crucified to prove to all of us that he was dying for our sins and that he would be then resurrected and that would prove to everybody that he was the son of God and then from that point forward everybody just had to believe that he was the son of God and follow the word of the Bible and they would get in heaven but the church tells you more and more that that's really what they hammer home is that you believe that he is the son of God that he was sent here to relieve us of all of our sins and we have entryway to heaven it's told in the last story while he's sitting there on the cross there are two thieves to either of his side. One thief did not repent for his sins. One thief did. Jesus ensured him that he would be accepted into heaven because he did repent on that on that cross. The other one didn't, so the other one burned. We talked about this last time. You commit a sin, a sin is a sin. Whether you murder somebody or whether you get a tattoo, a sin is a sin. You get a tattoo, you step out of the tattoo parlor, you get hit by a bus before having the chance to repent for the sin that you did by going in and getting the tattoo. You die, you go to hell. That's what happened to the thief that was on the cross. When Jesus gave him the last chance to repent, he didn't do it. Right. Well, well, well that's, the, that's the kicker, though. It's the last chance to repent. Like, like literally, if I did something that someone else could be glorified or looked upon as something that would be a sin, but I was saving somebody. If Jesus had turned to that guy and said, do you repent for your sins as a thief? He says, no, he goes to hell. If God turned to him and he had already died from his wounds before him offering him the chance to repent, he goes to hell. The end game doesn't change. If that's you don't not the repent, God that I believe in. If so, so if 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 I'm, but that's a cop out. That's a cop out in the Christian faith to say that's not a God I believe in. You're changing things for what you believe. You're changing things to accommodate your lifestyle. No, by the it's it, it it's well well then by all other means, I'm. Uh, atheist. Understand that I'm not ta- I'm not attacking your no, b- b- beliefs or b- b- anything. By, else. by all other means, saying. I'm atheist. So you mean to tell me this is what I'm saying, and I mean this. And so, so take this for what it's worth. You mean to tell me 
that the good grace that you walk upon the earth and the good that you give to everyone else is not warranted. It's not warranted if you're sinning while you're doing it. Well, then I'm destined for hell. Okay. No, Which, I mean that. No. And, and I, I will tell everyone that's listening, and, and, uh, matter of fact, the most important two people right here, I'm destined for hell. I'm not doing anything 100% correctly. Right. But I'm doing my best to do everything I can correct and the church is already beginning to coddle that the church is already beginning to tell you they tell you in every service that maybe this is your first time here maybe you've been here and you're still trying to figure it out maybe you're not quite ready to jump on the bandwagon yet we're going to keep showing and that's the love of the church and i'm not knocking that at all they're teaching the word of god and if you keep showing up then they're hoping that you'll absorb that and you'll change some of the... Before end time. Uh, yeah, you'll yes. change some of the things you're doing before you die. But it does make you walk this tightrope over a safety net. But you walk a tightrope every day when you say, man, she's got a nice ass. Or this or that or what I mean there's so many sins that's the that you can commit that, no and, and here that, that's the way I look gluttony at it gluttony is a sin okay but, but but gluttony to what definition that's just it no they say gluttony anything that you consume an absorbent amount of is a sin so water so, is a sin if you take more than you need, need. well what do you need because your body is going to require whatever it needs to so every person's going to be different your body will actually kill you for drinking too much water okay so so sun or walking or exercising and realize this all these things are great products of things that can kill you i get it in the long run but here's the thing where, where do you where do you put the stamp on this is too much like <sighs> do you love some that's the problem. No, so, it's not the problem. See, 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 that's the difference between the God, and I'm not saying that this is your insight, mm -hmm. but but from your standpoint, that's the difference between the God that you worship and the God that I that, that I worship. Mm -hmm. Meaning, one, even before I went to church, and everyone's like, just just repent, just do this, just love God. He's gonna be here. He's gonna be here. When I was the one that didn't go to church, when I was the one who didn't want to go, didn't even care to go to church, matter of fact, even said, you're going to waste your Sunday to do that, to go, like, literally sit in a room and, like, chant to some God that you don't know about? I specifically asked you to go to church and receive the message, hell no, and don't ever ask me again. Right. Right. Because here's the thing. To me, your God came from a church. Um... I watched a video one time, and I'm going to try to break this down as quickly as I can. Um, uh, I watched a video one time where someone said, well, how do you know where God began, where he began, and how he began? Um, or how old is God, where is God, something. And it was basically, the way this dude broke it down, it was the Trinity of Trinities. Um, in order to have um, a when, you have to have time. In order to have a place, you have to have space. In order to place to have it, you have to have matter. So it was time, space, and matter were the things that broke down the definition of God. So that had to be created by one entity. If you don't believe that, I'm good with that. But here's the thing. Before anyone ever told me that I needed to do one thing or follow this way or do whatever I did, I loved God knew he existed 
just didn't want to announce it. I didn't need that in my life. Okay. Um, what I needed was some sort of closure. I needed to know that I wasn't the only person that felt that way. That I needed something from somebody else. You understand what I mean? Right. Like, like, I, I needed that one extra step to get to me. So you went to church and I was like, hey, fuck church. I don't need church. I can worship God here. Right. Um, I don't need Jesus. There's no, there, there wasn't a Jesus to me. I just worship God. It was my entity. Right. And then my entity, the, the, the creator, I got to step back and look at all other aspects of religion, except for Hinduism, which is still like super badass to me. Because basically what they take is one deity and just break it down into a whole bunch of like demigods. Right. Which I kind of get, weirdly. You know what I mean? Right. So what I have is like, basically every book that has a divine does the same thing. Every single book mm -hmm. that says that there's a creator right. does the exact same thing. And I'm like, hold on, how's a stoner from San Antonio, Texas, raised in Detroit, resides in Arkansas, going to catch the fact that, you mean there's like 10 different religions that have been the oldest religions on the face of the earth? Let's say this is the way it's supposed to be, and they're all damn near exact? Yeah, there's a creator. And the fact that I hold on to one more than the other doesn't mean anything but one thing. I have faith. I have a tattooed right below, right below my collarbone. Right. That's all I need at the end of the day. And guess what? When, when, when the markets run out, when we're dead, or whatever happens, if we're dirt, if we're pebbles of sand, if we're what, whatever we are, we're just dust clouds, uh, atoms. I know at the end of that road, I did what I needed to do to be the best person that I could to, to my wife, to my children, to my best friend, to all my other friends, to my customers, to whoever, anyone I smiled at that changed the idea from, oh man, I want to suck a bullet out of this gun. Why did that dude smile at me? Oh, you know what? Let's give it another run. I did it. And it... And that helps me sleep at night. Right. Um, so... But you essentially have a rule book that tells you that that's not the case. Is it? Because I think that Muslims do the same thing. We don't follow the same rule book. Right. A true Muslim does the same thing. Right. Um, I think a, a Jew does the same thing. Mm -hmm. um, I think people that have followed a plethora of different religions finds one thing. One solid entity that people have that they don't have to worship, they harvest, they do whatever they do, and they find this greatness inside well, of it. What I find confusing is how even in today's church, they will, one thing is mentioned, that they teach the lessons of the Bible, and the lessons of the Bible state that the Jews are God's chosen people. 
But in theory, the Jews crucified Christ. That's not theory. That's I mean, as well, far as we, we know, the that's reason history. I say theory, but the reason I say theory is because of this. It was if you wanted if you wanted to break it down and nitpick it, then it wasn't the Jews as a whole. It was not the Jewish religion that stated that Christ should be crucified. It was more of a, a pack of Jews. It was a political move. It was a political move by the head of the Jewish church to not stir the waters. And ultimately, it wasn't the Jews that crucified Christ. It was the Romans. But it was done so by the leader of the Jewish church prodding, um, not Caesar, but whoever was the um, the head of Rome at the time. Life of me, I can't not remember. But basically Judas? putting... <laughs> no, basically putting it in his ear of, you know, hey, this is what's going to keep the peace and this is, you know, we need to get rid of this guy. But it was more of a political move. It was more of like what you saw being done to Trump during the, you know, during election. the election. Um, it right, was that's more, how I want to, I want to compare crisis battle <laughs> with religious freedom right. to Trump. Right. So, but it's the same thing. It was it was essentially a few in power making a decision behind closed doors, sure, to take out somebody that was stirring the water. I get it. So, from that perspective, that's essentially what was happening, and that's what they did with Jesus Christ. And and by the word of the Bible, it was all dictated by God because God knows. From the moment you're born, from before you're born, he knows what your entire life is going to be. And that's that's where I find, not fault, but where I find issues with Christianity, the Bible, so on and so forth. Is this, is this us being told that we have free will to do as we please? And we've proven that. I mean, we have atheists, we have agnostic, we have all of sorts of religions, we have Christianity, we have everything. So we do have the freedom. So your mind fuck is not the ability to believe. Your mind fuck is like, and I apologize if I'm using like a, a derogatory word when I say this. Your your big step is the fact that you don't believe in free will. No, no. What I'm saying is we're given free will. Are we though? In theory, that's what that's what we're. So told. you don't believe in free God? Will. Yes, no. I believe we have free will. I believe I can do. I can believe in, or I can do. But God in the Bible has dictated what we can and cannot do. So thereby saying, you have free will, but if you want any good, then these are all the steps that you have to follow. So basic, are and you a given father? The choice to do that. You're a father. Yes. Um, can we can we just point one out? Your oldest, eighteen years old. Yes. Uh, let's take back three years so he's not 18. Okay. He's just 15 years old. Okay. So what you do is you stand at the edge of a amusement park. And you was like, all right, go have fun. All right. Enjoy this day. It may not happen again very soon. Use what you can out of it. Right. And he turns to you and he says, Dad, thank you. And just before he leaves, you're like, but hold up. What I need you to understand is you can't do this, 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 or this. Right. Oh, by the way, you can also do these other ten things. And here's a five-pound bylaw book that you can't do. Right. Everything else 
It's yours. Mm-hmm. Now, did you take away free will? No. No. What you did is you set guidelines. Right. Because believe me, if we're going to uh, take a road trip, me and CT, you can set some guidelines. And if I stay within the parameters of those guidelines, I obeyed you. Mm-hmm. But I could have done whatever deviant or molested thing that I could have done to re-manuscript how that would... I could have skewed your words. I could have done whatever. Mm-hmm. Free will is free will. Your free will is the ability to not follow those rules. Okay. So basically, when, when I look at free will, you tell me don't do this. Right. So if your son says... I can't do this by your standards. I'm going to do this. Your ability as a as a gift from God is the free will. Your responsibility is to repent from that free will if that free will is not for you. Mm-hmm. One of my favorite arguments is the fact that God says we can do anything that they want. He gives us free will, but he puts a set of rules behind it. Um... I don't mean to kick mom to the curve, curb, but guess what? You love your daughter, right? Right. Are you going to send her out of the world without any rules? No. No. So I know you're not denouncing that fact. I know right. you have that insight to, 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 to drive that home. But at the end of the day, if you just someone, if you just let someone run free... It doesn't. It doesn't have to be God. It doesn't have to be the devil. It doesn't have to be like ridiculous amounts of influences. Someone's gonna have the ability to fuck up, right? If it's in front of them. But now, what if what if it went that you turned your child or children loose in the park and you gave them their set of rules, which completely understandable. You don't want them to get kidnapped. You don't want them right. to hurt themselves. You don't want them to do anything. But while laying out that those those guidelines. Some of those guidelines are obvious. You know, don't leave with a stranger. Don't leave with a stranger. Um, But when those guidelines get down to the point of, uh, you know, and and here's some money, but don't eat too much candy because it's going to make you sick. Okay? Now, when they come back from their venture and they didn't leave with a stranger, they followed every guideline that you set except one of them looks a little squeamish. And you ask them what's wrong, and they tell you that, you know, it's like, truth be known, they they spent all of their money that you gave them on candy, ate it, and made themselves sick. You load your other two children up in the car, and you tell the sick one that they have to stay there. You're done with them. You leave the parking lot. They went against one of the rules that you gave them. The other ones followed the rules, so they get to go home. The other one doesn't. I guess you have to look at how you would actually drive that home. Here's the thing. I could put that into perspective in front of but a thousand people. But what are you going to do at the end of the day? If your youngest daughter spent all of her money on that candy, are you going to leave her at home? No. No. That, does that mean you're not following the word of God? No. Mm-hmm. It doesn't. What that means is you're following the word of your... You... The Father. And guess who we're supposed to do? We're supposed to be able to take a parable of what he's done in his life and the path that he walked and take enlightenment from it. 
That's what the Bible's for. It's not... Okay, and that's the difference but between me and out. a lot of Christians. It's not the infallible word of God. It's the guidelines of how to stay there. So here's the thing. So now, if you're supposed to walk the path of Jesus Christ, so you don't forgive? To that's to the problem. Me, when do you... But that's just it. That that's So all you're doing is outlining a simple... Um, contradictory. In the Bible, it this says, is where I don't, think you're going. if you sin and you don't receive repent, or you don't repent and you don't get forgiven so for every sins, child's buried in the sin, and if the world ends tomorrow, my daughter, my, every my beautiful daughter, in the sin. Every, so, so now, every every child, until they have literally come to terms with the fact that they accept Jesus Christ as their Savior, they're destined to hell. That's what you. That, that's what the. Why do you think they christen children at the church? That's what that's supposed to be. Well, it's saving a baby. Because from what? we're born into sin. We're born into sin. But let me ask you this: What good does baptism do if the child doesn't realize it's being baptized? That's my point. So where does it? Where? That's, Do you that's really feel like it's it's some sort of stretch, the fact that I follow a different God in my mind? Because here's the thing. There, there's been a stretch from the Westboro Baptist Church to fucking David Koresh to whoever it was oh, yeah. that, that followed their own path. And here's the thing. And in theory, you're doing no different. I hate this. I hate this. But I'm going to tell you something that may denounce my faith completely. The fact of the matter is, is that Jesus Christ that I want to walk to follow and find everything that's great about him does not come from what someone else wrote in a book about him. Right. It's what I experienced in him completely. Because right. here's the thing. In your life. In, in my your life. Faith. In my struggles. In my whatever. So at the end of the day, when I lay my head down, I may have not done right by your God, but I did right by mine. So, with that being said, I claim myself to be a Christian, but realize this there's no name for God you do realize that right what's another name for God can you name I don't know of one I don't know of one do you know of one the, unless they call him the creator but I mean ultimately All right, so God it, in in uh, so what what's the de- what is the word of God in the Muslim Bible um, Allah Allah which means what God God well, now, you know that when it boils down to it, getting into the Muslim religion, and I can't do it too deep, is the is basically the... the um, and I know very little about Muslim religion. The Muslim religion is merely a spinoff of the Christian religion. Okay. By all Even though Muslim sense, was... You had a character okay. in the Christian religion, if you would look at it like a TV show. Christians had their TV show. And... There was a character who decided to go... Well, he didn't decide. He was forced into his own path. He went on and made his own TV show. That was... That's where the Muslim religion came from. Because ultimately... Um, and I'm not going to... I'm not going to get names right, so I'm not going to say them. Right. There was a character in the Bible... Whose wife couldn't have a baby. Tried and tried. Couldn't have a baby. All he wanted was a baby. 
He wanted a son to continue on the lineage. Right. To, you know, God had promised him more children than there are stars in the sky, more children than there are grains of sand on earth. Um, yet this chick wasn't popping any out. Right. So he went to his servant woman, knocked her up. First hit. Done deal. No plan B pill back then. She woke up the next morning. Pregnant as Right. Right. Meanwhile, his wife was praying to God to give her a child. Um, God granted her with a child after he had already knocked this chick up. She has a son, which is exactly what he wanted. Everything is great. He's got his son. Then his wife shows up pregnant. Probably something that people have dealt with. <laughs> Several times. Um, Especially in Arkansas. So what's he going to do? He's got a kid coming by his actual wife, the way God had intended it, but he knocked up his servant. She's got a kid. He's been playing ball with this kid. They've been playing catch. They've been doing all the father-son things. This other kid's on the way. Time for y'all to leave. He kicks out the servant woman and her child. They go on. The child, or he has his child and he moves on. The child that he denounced was ultimately the birth of the Muslim religion. The bastard son of Christianity. Basically. Oh. Super heavy. So. That is really heavy. <laughs> did not see that coming. Holy cow. <laughs> he did some freaking research on that I shit. Know, right? See, that's why he's so smart. He's so, so smart. smart. He's so smart. Let's not do this. Um, <laughs> chances are there's people who can just like shoot me down right now. But that, oh, I'm sure. But, but, and then once Pip probably posts but, but this, guess what? Be that one they don't have their goes, voice until we post ass. this. <laughs> but my point is that the Christian religion, first off, makes fun of people who choose to follow their own God. Like my hair. The way way that you put it was that, you know, my God doesn't view it this way or how I'm going to follow my God versus your God. Um, That in the Christian religion, that is that's actually a cop out is anybody who tries to bend religion or bend the Bible to fit the lifestyle that they're leading. Yeah. Um, they make jokes about that. When I went to the Journey Church, there's actually a whole video of a uh, create your own Bible. It has this, like, almost this online thing that you can go down and say, well, I'm going on vacation this week. These are the things that I'm going to do. So create me a Bible verse or create me a Bible that fits along with all the shit that I have planned oh, wow. to do. I'm going to overdrink. I'm going to, you know, whatever. Um, Straight down the beach, but exactly. So it, it's just it becomes almost a joke to followers of Christ that somebody would try to bend the Bible to fit their their will. Their will. So that's that's the thing that you know. That's where you start questioning. Okay, you literally have to question every single move you make if you True. look at the sins. But I also agree that at the end of the day. At one point, you will meet your maker. At the end of the day, though, when I go to sleep, I pray to God that he 
watches over my family and right. you know for peace and and to repent against everything that I did wrong for that right. night for that day right so therefore I know that in my eyes that what I do on a daily basis is not probably okay by the Bible. Right. But at the end of the night, I repent for whatever I did. Right. Now, here's the problem, though, is repentance is defined as asking for forgiveness for something, for a sin that you've committed with all intention of never committing that sin again. True. So if you ask for forgiveness because you're throwing up at the toilet shitty drunk and you say, I'm never going to drink again, but then you, can't ask you for have it. every intention because you know that girls' night is Wednesday night and you're going to go back and throw down some mojitos or whatever it is you're doing, mojitos. then... You're at? A little heartburn? Or some cooking sherry. Oh, you can't drink that sherry. I'm telling you. Shit's bad for you. Cora, I'll tell you that. <laughs> nice. nice. But I think everybody's... Everybody's aspect, everybody's outlook, everybody's just just everybody in general has a different view on the Bible and every religion and every purpose for the religion and the Bible. Everybody has their different aspect. Exactly. And that's and that's revert all the way back to the Westboro. They have their their interpretation of it. Of it. Right. And we have our interpretation of it. So in their eyes, they're holy upon holy. And we're back here going, mm. We're just, we're nothing but sinners. I mean, absolutely in their eyes. And what's scary is the thought that maybe this 80 people, I mean, we're not talking about a large no. organization yeah, I'm pretty here. sure it's 80 or 85. And it's right. Not. But so, it used to be huge. Uh-uh. No, it's It's, it's almost really never. consists of a family. Yeah. And that was one of the things that that Megan uh, Phelps had talked about is the fact that when, when it came, when she, she interest. Had, she had reserved herself to the fact that she would never be with anybody or never be married because it's pretty much her family. You don't marry outside of the outside uh, of believers, church. and the only believers were the you know seventy five percent of them were her family. That's so, gross. And then and she was like, there was a couple of guys, but one of them looked like. Uh, <laughs> What did she say? She didn't actually say. She just no, said she none just, of them interested her is all she actually said. But yeah, I can only Which imagine. basically breaks down the fact that, like, there was one dude, but he was, like, stupid ugly. Right, exactly. <laughs> like, yeah, like, I mean, she didn't say that. Had a hair lip. Right. Hair um, lip. And he smoked backwards <laughs> and then tongues. Um, but at the end of the day, um, I get, I guess the, the highlight of the whole thing is the fact that you know what? There's so many arguments to the end game. End game. None of us know what the end game is. No one knows what the end game is, but no one's going to be correct about the whole situation, anyways, because we weren't there when they got when the world was created. So take this for what it's worth. If there's heaven, I think that I'm surrounded myself around a whole bunch of people that'll be there with me. I may not know you when I'm there, but guess what? I know that I surrounded myself around a whole bunch of people, and I'm going to do everything in my life to try to give the best of myself to the next person. And I feel like a lot of people that I surround myself would do the same thing. So, what do we what do we argue about at the end of religion? You can't argue about it because no, no one's opinion is perfect. I'm, I'm asking you, and you, and everybody listening. 
at the end of the day, what exactly do we fight about when it comes down to religion? It's not your beliefs. It's not your disorder. It's what you've done wrong or you haven't done yet. Here's Period. The way, here's the way I look at it, and it could be wrong. It could be a very negative, pessimistic way of looking at it, but... It probably is, because you're a very negative, pessimistic person. Wow, glass is half empty. Yeah, um, so what? Actually, my glass is completely empty. Um, Refill. So, here's, here's the way I look at it. Everybody talks about the fact that the country let's just look at it as a country we're not even I mean at the end of the day we're talking about the world when you're talking about right. God and everything else but right now we're looking at the country the country is divided by what issues politics religion race, religion everything else and what does it all really boil down to more than being on a team discontent it's a team it's it, no it's that's what it's all boils down to yeah, we're, we 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 started on the same team. No, we it's, never have. That's just we've never been. Nobody has ever been on the same team. No, name no, a time in history when anybody was on the same. That's team. the problem. Here, right. Here's the thing. Ultimately, we're all on the same team. Everybody, we're fighting with inside right. one team. But the thing of it is, is nobody views it that way. Everybody views. We have. No, not very many people view it that way. Not very many people. Not enough people to make. Not even a slight bit of difference. When you because I guess at the, the end of the day, that's why I really enjoy my church, and I think you do too. Why is that? Um, because you're not on the same team with your church. When you sit in, when you sit in your seat and you look amongst all the people that are there, how many people would you say on a good church service day? You're sitting there on a Sunday. How many people other than you and your family are sitting there? 200? Yeah, probably close. Okay. You really, do? can you truly say that when you're sitting there that you're on the exact same wavelength as everybody in there? I don't think I'm on the exact same wavelength as my wife or my children. Exactly. So you're not, but, a, but no, no, but, but, but you're not on the same team. Yes. No, you're no, not. No, no, okay. Well, here's the thing. Um. Well, then you're a LeBron James fan, right? Let's break it down. Let's take it to brass tacks. Okay. You can't uh, look, take it to basketball. Then. No, you can't, actually. So, so no, here's the thing. So um, let me ask you this. Um, let's make a manuscript of a great team. Um, and so it's so all your basketball fans. You lose. And guess what? I'm a Jackson fan as far as the coach goes. Um, I, I love Phil Jackson. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, Lakers coach extraordinaire. Um one of the winningest coaches in the NBA. Um, write that down. Post if you don't like it. Don't really give a shit. Um, let, let's go with your power center, Shaquille O'Neal. Let's go with your great guard, Kobe Bryant. And let's fill in some spots. Right. Let, let, let's put a forward like LeBron James. Let's put a forward like uh, uh, Reggie Miller. Let's put let's put another power guard like Steve Nash. Right? Right. Now, let's make a powerhouse team. Okay. Okay. Now, at the end of the day, let's pull them all out and put them in their own team. Okay. So, on that team, um, let's go with the Cleveland Cavaliers. Uh, LeBron James is the best player on the team. True or false? I'm, from what I know, from what I would know. say yes. Okay. Is he still a member of a team? 
Yes. Okay. So, would you say that all of his team members contribute the same amount, even the ones riding the bench? No. Okay. Is the is the Cleveland Cavaliers still a team? Yes. Okay. Um, so, um, have they won Eastern Conference Finals? Yes. Yes. Uh, did they do it as a team? Absolutely. Okay. But who carried them? I believe LeBron. LeBron. So, at what point do you break down? Not being a member of a team. You mean because I didn't go to church, I wasn't a Christian? No. Oh, wait. So if if me and the point guard, me being a forward, and the point guard didn't see eye to eye in everything, does that make us not on the team, same team? No. Do we have the same end goal? Yes. NBA championship. Yes. Or the afterlife. Or eternity. Yes. Right. So are we still on the same team? Yes. And I'm going to blow holes all in this one. Okay, no, please go. Okay. The NBA championship is a defined thing. So it's you mean NBA to tell me, you mean to tell me mm-hmm. that heaven is not a defined thing. No. It's not. No. Heaven is the end goal. Heaven is the end goal. The, the end goal, your, but it's not a defined thing. For, no, it is a defined thing. By, by... By the Bible, by Christianity, is by faith. faith. Correct. Okay. Here's the problem. It's where you get mixed up is how you get there. See, with basketball, how you get there is points. Oh. Everybody oh. can agree to that. Okay, yeah, Whoever absolutely. scores the most points is going to get to the end of the game as the winner and move on to the next game Are you and sure? so on and so forth. Yeah. Whoever has the highest points is the winner of the game. Okay. Okay. Well, I, is that I, not? I, I mean, the score ends 120 to 119. Who won? So it doesn't matter what effort you've given, or or, or here's the thing: even breaking it down into when you go into like the playoffs, um, one game doesn't determine your end. Correct. You have to continue. You you have to show the better effort over the other team. Right. Right. But, but in the Super Bowl, you don't have to. But the team, what I'm, what I'm talking about is being on the same team as meaning out of those 200 people that are sitting with you in church, how many of those 200 people, and, and I don't, this is a rhetorical question. I'm going to pull holes in this. How many of those 200 people would believe that you were following the same path? I guarantee how many of them would believe that you are following the same path that they're following to Christ? Because the church believes that there is one path to heaven. Okay. There's one path. So you're asking me how many of those 200 people that I sit with the church with on Sunday would think that you're going to heaven if you continue the things that you're doing? That's not what you said. No, that's what you No, didn't. no, no. That, 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 that we're following the same path. The okay. same path means that same there's a thing. destination. So, okay, fine. Okay. Same thing. Well, no, 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 no. Here's the, the thing. So, so, here's the thing. If I walk south to get to uh, the North Pole, and you walk north to get to the North Pole, and we get there two different times, um, my, my journey is still going to end me at the North Pole if I continue to walk, correct? Correct. Okay. So, now, are, are our journeys going to be the same? No, no. So but this is an argument that doesn't even pertain to anything because you're well, no, 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 you're, you're asking talking, me if we're walking the same path. What's the end goal of that you're path? You're talking about physical to get movement. To no, I'm asking you what is the path 
What's the difference between physical movement and spiritual movement? A huge amount. Are you sure? Yes, because me walking over there and touching that Jeep is different than me following a path of righteousness or me following a path to lead to something spiritual. Is it, though? It is. How? Because... You have to have the determination to get to that Jeep. You have to have the same determination to follow your path to Christ. Okay, and by the the rules that are set forth, you don't have that determination. So, hold on. Those rules are set in stone for you to get to that path to Christ, correct? Yes. Okay, so what if a mighty wind blows you out of your path? Then you're supposed to repent and continue on with your path. You repent from wind? Because wind is the devil. When everything everything that knocks you off course to your path to Christ is the devil. Then what's your argument? You mean to tell me... No, I'm that, telling that, you that, what that, the church believes. Okay, well, what you're telling me the church believes is that I'm going to get off this path, right? right? At some point, when I get off this path, I'm cut off. Now, you mean to tell me that you walk this path, are you walking the path to Christ? This is, I guess, the big question. Are you trying to walk the path to Christ? I don't believe that I abide by everything that I've been told. No, I don't believe for a minute. I mean, in your mind, are you walking the path to Christ? No. Okay. Because I can only take the path of Christ as being one defined thing, and that is what I've been told by the church and Christianity and the Bible. So why go to church anymore? Mm, The only answer that I could give you to that would be to get enlightenment, to get a better understanding or but, to get a different understanding. Because but but here's the, the thing. You're, you're contradicting yourself. If you've fallen I, off the path, you're no more. You, you, you're, no. You're, you, you no longer have the path. I didn't say you weren't allowed to go back on the path or that you're not. No, they, what you're, you're saying is, is that so, so, so you haven't found the path. Some people's path is straighter than others. Okay. Yes. I, I'm My not, path is a fucking twisty turn full of shit curves right, that I can't even back, handle coming forward. Exactly. And that's and I, everybody's path is different. I'm not saying the end game is not the same. What I'm saying is, when it comes to playing on teams, it's follow the word of Christ, follow the word of the Bible to get to heaven. That's what you're going to have a portion of the church that is going to be steadfast in that. Their path is going to be completely straight, and they are going to judge you and look upon somebody else whose path is going a little bit crooked. See, you, not... said, you said the ultimate thing right there, there that our church denounces. There's no judgment. Mm-hmm. Right. That's why I love my church. Here's right. the thing. We walk together. Mm-hmm. I'm going to fuck up. Right. You're going to fuck up. Right. She's going to fuck up. Right. My kids are going to fuck up. I get that. Mm-hmm. So... What we do since the beginning of time is follow the grace of God. Jesus, whatever we follow the grace of. You so, rely on the grace of God not to put you back on that path. No, I rely I, I, no, I rely on the faith of myself to know that I still stay steadfast to that path. I'm going to come off of it, and there's going to be other entities that knock me off of that path. Okay. In two now, two discussions, we've went back to the fact that you, and I'm, I'm going to put this out here for everybody, you are bringing the opposite end of belief into our our discussion, and, right. and I'm fine with it. Right. I'll go toe-to-toe with you, with, but what it does is it tells me that you 
don't look at it the way that I do. Like, when I get up Sunday morning, I'm excited to go to church. Right. At the end of church, I feel that breath of fresh mm-hmm. air. And you know what? If it's fake, let it be fake. Right. I agree completely. I won't go against it. And, and even when I wasn't a believer... I didn't go against it unless you tried to show me something that was out of your realm. Not out of my realm. You're not. Not, not in, in the realm of the person that was talking to me. <clears throat> One of the big things was is that um, when I wasn't a believer, someone told me that I needed to go to church. And I'm like, you're going to go to church, but you're gay. So the church literally says, don't come here. Mm. In my eyes... In theory, not true. No, but everyone else says that the church doesn't allow that. But any church that doesn't allow gays in there is doing it wrong. Correct? Right. No, yeah. Because right. they're supposed to open their doors and... To anybody. And and, everybody. But ultimately, what's the goal? Change you. If you're gay and you go to church, and you sit down in the pew every single Sunday for the next 40 years... And you make changes within your life that are just 180 turnaround, just absolutely wonderful. But the one thing you don't change is that you're gay. The the day you don't make it to church because you died is the day you go to hell because you never changed being gay. You changed other things. And that's, that's a question you're willing to follow. I'm... No, that's, I'm just asking. Right? No, that's just it. That's no. A, that, that no, it's cut dry. Is that the Christ that you're willing to follow? That's the question that I have. Is no, why. I'm asking. That's you. his I, question. No, though. no, I, I get that. Well, what no, I'm asking, I can't say that. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not in a position right now to say whether or not that's a Christ that I'm willing to follow. Is that a Christ you want to follow? I mean, it doesn't sound very. It doesn't sound very. Wow. Nice. This is. This is. Listen. This bush. Is going to burn down from you running circles around it. No, I, that's my point. I'm, no, I'm asking my you. My point is the confusion. I'm not I'm not saying I have an answer. I'm saying I have confusion. I'm asking you your opinion. Okay. Is that the Christ is you want to follow? Christ I want to follow? No, I think that um, if you're going to, if the church is going to lead you to believe that there is grace of God, that there is forgiveness, that there is all of this other stuff... That that God, because and I've and I've brought this to somebody who is a very diehard church fan, and I've said, you feel love for your wife, and 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 I'm not gonna I'm not gonna be able to enlighten you with any answers from this person because this person was never really able to answer me, but this person who goes to church every Sunday and is part of his deacon board and you know is steadfast church do you love your wife yes I do can God tell you not to love your wife can God if if some if if everything that you believe in the church and everything that you believe in religion and everything else and you believe and this gentleman has told me that God has spoken to him now if God speaks to you one night and says don't love your wife do you have the ability to shut that off because you feel love for your wife Every single day, been married to her X amount of years. Do you feel love for your wife? Yes. Can God tell you to stop? Now, you take a gay person 
who truly in their heart feels love for another person of the same sex. So you never got an answer? No. From, from a straight person? No. Okay. Because they knew where I was headed with this. If everything that you feel is love for this other person of the same sex, now God is telling you not to love this person. But every everything that you've ever learned in your entire life tells you that everything that you're feeling is the absolute definition of love for this person, but they are of the same sex, and the Bible tells you not to, and God tells you not to. Can you shut that off? If that person can't shut that off, but that person still goes to church because they're obviously a steadfast believer in everything else in that book minus this one thing that they go home every single day and love that maybe their spouse or maybe their significant other doesn't go to church because they're like well the church denounces what we're doing yeah but I you know I get so many good things from church and I feel so good when I come out and I learn all these things and I'm becoming a better person because of it so they continue to go and go and go and they're better and they're better and they're better but every day they come home and commit a sin as soon as they walk in the door and give their significant other a kiss I'm home from church it's an immediate sin when you come home from church you commit multiple sins as soon as you get home they may even be sins that you sat right there in church and and, thought about and thought about and got emotional over and teared up over and I'm going to change this and I'm going to change this and then you come home and you mix yourself a drink or you come home and you smoke a cigarette or you come home and you think man that's you know I'm going to get this tattoo next weekend it's going to be cool whatever those sins may be they're in the eyes of God a sin is a sin so that's the those are the things that make this whole thing very confusing that make this whole because you can't sit there and say well my god doesn't believe if you say my god doesn't believe in this then all you're doing is developing your own church at that point no you are because no. you're saying no because this is good I'm going to take these parts and this is good but I don't like that god says that I can't do this so I'm going to I'm going to put that aside I have plenty of gay friends I do. Right. Um, do do I denounce their lifestyle? Absolutely not. Right. Um, and, but I, you're supposed to. By being a good Christian, you're supposed to. You're supposed to help them get on your path. Are you gay? But 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 but, but what says that? Here's the thing. The Bible. I'm, no. But the Bible told me different. Here's the thing. Do you you to realize this just like just like. No. That's the contradiction of the Bible that I'm having an issue with. But is the contradiction of the Bible the way I take it, or is the contradiction of the Bible the way you take it? The contradiction is everything. The contradiction is that... that there's the fact that there's a contradiction. There's, there, there's an unclear word. Here's the thing. If Clay, for example, he denounces gay marriage. Period. Right. Okay. But, so, in denouncing that, he has to denou- denounce... Corinthians thirteen thirteen, where it says that the greatest thing that he can give you is love. There's no subscript in that that says that that's just between man and a woman. That's just between. And so get me wrong. Now, if you want to go into a completely different aspect, that doesn't mean between an adult and a child. It doesn't mean between a dog and a human being. I mean, if you want to break it down into complete total elements, love is love. And if you can break it down, let me know. Crazy people love trees. 
They truly believe that. They're crazy people that have married trees. And cars. Exactly. So at what at what point do we start because I mean if you say I love a tree, I love a tree so much I'm gonna marry a tree. You're reaching. Well then no. No, you're I'm not. It's the same Is it though? No, because what that fall what I would actually wind up considering that more in line with is idolizing a false prophet or a, a, a false idol. Um, but my point is that we, in order to follow the word of God, we have to, we would honestly have to abandon beliefs that we have. Whether you want to admit it or not, because you can't, because you can't say, well, my God wouldn't foul somebody or wouldn't keep somebody out of heaven for this. That's a, that's a beautiful thought. Because I, I want I you to do this the and then come at, come at this the next time we hammer this out, come at me in a scripture that can be written in stone that says that one thing one thing other than like do not kill like commandments or um if I wrote a note on this lined piece of paper and then handed it to you you read it this is the best enlightenment that I from my eyes that I can give you um that was truth 100% truth like Donald Trump is the greatest president that we've ever seen. Or Donald Trump is the worst president we've ever seen. I'll go completely different spectrums. Either way. You look at this, and you could literally twist that. I want you to think about the fact that someone says, I'm not going to serve you because you're using profanity. Just take that one aspect. Okay. You have a white middle-aged man that says to a black couple... We'll just you and I'm just utilizing black couple. I'm not going to serve you now. Here's the thing: there's a tip because of they're ever, black or because they use profanity. Well, because they were being rude and disruptive. Okay, rude and, and then on top of that, they're right. they're being profane. Okay. the whole nine yards. Totally got you. Now, anybody else in that that follows that that culture that 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 doesn't find what they're saying profane, this dude has taken offense to. Now, over time, culture changes. Right? Right. So, what offends him may not offend the group of the same age people sitting next to him, whether they're black, white, Hispanic, whatever. But, regardless, they're still being disrespectful. Okay. So, who's at fault? Is it the guy that's saying... You need to get out. I don't want to hear this. Or is it the kids that are being disrespectful to the person that's just trying to take an order? Hmm. When you look at it in the grand scheme, if I ask you your your opinion on one thing, and this is the way that CJ's is going to work, I'm going to ask your opinion upon one thing. Your opinion isn't going to be right, wrong, it's going to be either the same or opposite of mine. Right. It's and an opinion. 
we're going to work through it. The scenario that you gave is the is I think it kind of follows along with exactly what we're talking about because at the end of the day, the gentleman that refuses service to the people for what they did, even though the peop- the other patrons may not have seen that as offensive, is exactly what we're talking about because for all intents and purposes, the owner of that shop is God. He has defined within his business right. what is you so know, to, what is dese- what is deemed as um, offensive right. to him, and he has refused to serve these people. Now, the other people that are there have said, "Well, I mean, we didn't find it all that offensive." Okay, so God says. A man and a man shouldn't lay together. A woman and a woman shouldn't lay together. So you don't serve gay couples at your restaurant? We look back on it and go, well, I mean, I don't really care what they do. I mean, if that's what they want to do behind. So we just kind of, we're passive. We're the we're the other patrons within the restaurant that already have our food that are sitting there going, well, I mean, they're not really bothering me, but whatever. I mean, at the end of the day, we're not going to jump up and leave because he kicks them out or are we in which case where are you at because that's the that's the dividing line that you're setting forth right there and that's the dividing line that's being set forth by the church of well god says no gays so when two gay people say i well, still haven't heard that though can you explain to me where it's at i, I haven't not, you've never heard in the bible where it says that a man that lay with another man should be stoned um now, let's put it this way. Um, I'm asking. You've never... Yes. Oh, no, no, I have. I have. Okay. A man that lay with another man should be stoned. So do you mean in malice? So you mean two men that, like, a plot together? Because um, several times in the Bible, uh, they, they reference lie as in um, creating some sort of um, mischief. Right. So, okay, so now, a man and a man should never lie together or be stoned. I just need another. I'll go to. Okay. Hold on. I mean, I don't want you to I'm, Google it. I want you to take personal reference. No, we, we, we'll Google it. I don't I have no problem right. Googling it because guess what? Most of the facts that I get, no. I get from Google too. Right. But... I mean, here's the thing. This is what I've heard. The Bible's anti-gay. The Bible's anti-gay. The Bible's anti-tattoo. The Bible's anti-gay. The Bible's anti-tattoo. But they make one reference where you literally desecrate your body. Meaning that you do what? You tattoo or mar your body. Okay. Um... So you mean to tell me if I pay homage to God on my body, I'm desecrating it? Just checking. That's what I understand. Right. And no, and that's okay. Here's the, the and and I can compare that to the literal um, definition of going and desecrating somebody. If I go to Old Bank Bar or Old Bank Sports Grill, I love Old Bank. I think they're um, super great bar, sports sports bar here. Yeah, I mean, but I mean, I love their uh, Razorback burger. 
Right. Okay? So if I go to the side of their building with a can of spray paint and I ride on it, I love the Razorback Burger. I mean, I'm paying homage to your Razorback Burger. I think. It, do you think that they appreciate the fact that I desecrated the side of their building with a Absolute. Oh, no, I agree. can of spray paint? That's the theory of God. God gave us these bodies to live this life in. We're not supposed to do anything to harm these bodies. We're not supposed to imbibe. Um, so any woman with a pierced ear stands firm to die in hell. That, unless they repent for their piercing. Okay. Now, if they repent for their piercing and agree to never get another piercing... And but continue to wear big, gaudy earrings. I mean, what's done is done, right? Is it, though? I don't know. Okay. That's the problem I'm having. That, I, no, that's the problem that we're having. You repented for the sin. I'm never going to get anything else pierced. My ears are already done. Let's get some rocks. You know, my tattoos are already done. I'm not going to now go and scrub them off with steel wool. Um, but am I supposed to? Or do I just repent for getting it and agree to never get another tattoo and don't? And maybe even every day wake up and look at my tattoo and go, I'm so disgusted that I ever did that. Is that how we're supposed to live? Are we supposed to live every single day of our lives making sure that we do not step on the eggshell that's going to piss God off? But if we do step on the eggshell, spend the rest of the day repenting for that and then tomorrow making sure that we don't step on the eggshell again. At what point do you just feel like every day you're waking up and you're going, I can't do that. I can't do this. I can't say this. I can't think this. God, do you know how many things I think that yeah. will get me a front seat ticket to hell fucking Hitler? Right. Uh, and, and, I, and I guess the devil he, here's Hitler's the biggest perspective. Um, fuck that guy. He's I, I think, and, and this, this isn't an attack on you. I what think if the, Hitler the, the biggest perspective is, is the fact that, guess what? I'm not worried about what I shouldn't do. I'm more concerned about what I should do. Okay. I should do. I should walk the greatest walk that I can. I should help every person that I can. I should smile. I should help. Because here's the thing, man. I mean, I, I could walk into a gas station and be like, just smile at somebody. And that smile, right. like that, that person could have been on their way to kill themselves. I gave that person that one smile. So here's the thing. I'm not going to dwell on what I shouldn't do. I'm going to dwell on what I can do. I'm going to try not to cut down people. I'm going to try to walk the best walk that I can in the wake of God because I can never be him. Okay. And at the end of the day, it helps me sleep. You know, here's the thing. You know, I mean, if, if, if someone were to do something to my one of my beautiful daughters... Dude, I will wreck somebody. Right. Like, literally chop them up with an axe. Without an issue. And if that... if And then you have to immediately repent and agree to never cut anybody up again. Right. And then if someone did something to my other daughter... I'd cut them up. I'd cut them up, too. I'd be the right... And here's the the, the fact... You know, so here's the thing. If you said the greatest thing, and I'm I'm going to reiterate this. I'm going to push forward as if... Knowing, not as if, knowing that there's a greater element to life. Right. That what I'm doing all culminizes into some perfect effect of me being holy or me being great. 
And at the end of the day, if it's not there, guess what I did? I walked the greatest path I possibly could. You lived a good life to get there. No, I totally agree. Now, to answer your other question about where it says in the Bible, and, Gaze, and it, it does clears, and it Got it's it. right here. It's GodHatesFags.com. Okay, right? okay, no. right on. Because that would have been the. <laughs> Sorry, that was a Westboro entry on okay. Wikipedia. Um, Damn you, Megan Phelps. We're gonna step back from that. Um, Romans one twenty six one twenty seven. Because of this, God gave them over the shameful lusts. Even their women exchanged natural sexual relations for unnatural ones. In the same way that men also abandoned natural relations with women and were inflamed with lust for one another, men committed shameful acts with other men and received in themselves the due penalty for their error. Shameful acts with other men. Meaning that they gang-banged a chick? No, because it says right here. In the same way, the men also abandoned natural relations with women. Right, which naturally being inflamed mean, with lust for one another. Okay, so that means to tell me, so, so if me and you were to just abandon our love for women and just pick one to just gang-bang. No. Are you sure? You're, let me read it again. The same way that men abandoned natural relations with women and were inflamed with lust for one another, men committed shameful acts with other men and received in themselves the due penalty for their errors. What's the difference between love and lust? My definition? Yeah. Um, lust is looking at a woman and saying, damn, I'd like to bed her. Just you know nothing about her. You have no love for her. Okay. You don't know her. I can lust after. It's like, and I mean, you can lust after people you know too. But you can lust after somebody you don't know. I don't believe that you can love somebody you don't know. You have to love is something that's built. Lust is an immediate reaction. Can I have love for a man like I love my wife? No. I don't have. You can't. Can another person? Yes. Sure. That's what I've been told by the BLT community. Yeah. Um, so, if love is the almighty, the powerful, then I think that somebody who truly lo- I don't mean like somebody that wants to bang someone in a men's bathroom at the back door in Little Rock. I mean somebody who truly loves somebody and there's a, a love and a sense of compassion and everything. I don't think God frowns upon that at all. I think there's um, I think there's a lust issue um, meaning that it's not there for the in, the entirety. It's okay. just it, it's a mo- it's a it's a monetary thing that happens quickly. Um, you make poor judgments and you go from there. That's how I feel about it. So the men turn from women to make bad judgment. Bad judgment meaning that here's the thing: if you're if you're a heterosexual and you decide to go homosexual one night, bang a dude or a chick, and then go back to your old to, to where it was, where, where the comfort was, yeah, you sin. Mm-hmm. Now. 
I apologize because this is going to sound correct. If you if you realize, I don't mean identify. You realize that you have a love for another human being that breaks down all the boundaries of gender. Then you found a true level of love. Period. So you think God's okay with you banging a dude if you love him? But he's not okay with you banging a dude because you were drunk. Do you think it's any different from you banging a dude that you love for you banging a chick that you love? Or do you think it's even possible to love two different entities that way? So do you think God would rather you bang a dude that you love or a chick that you don't? That's how you need to look at it. Well... That's just it, though. You can't look at it that way. Sure, because, you can no. because love is the greatest gift that he's given us. But the same and thing. The same thing goes from I'm gonna I'm gonna kill my neighbor because now. So you're talking about a completely different sin. Mm, that's the problem. Sin is sin. It doesn't matter whether you steal a candy bar or you jam a screwdriver in your neighbor's head. Those two sins are the same in God's eyes. The Bible tells you that. Okay. So well, then, then, uh, then, then I guess the path that we're talking is just circles, correct? There, there's no sense of argument in it. No, and there's not. And I don't want to argue with you. No, and no, I'm not going to try to change I mean, I mean, I mean here's the thing. Are we arguing the infallible word of God? Are we talking about the fact that we, we literally, even though there's an infallible word of God, we worship the Almighty, the forgiving doing whatever so here's the thing so what's the difference between me killing somebody because he took my parking spot or he because he raped my daughter right what's the difference there's no difference in theory there's no difference I agree that personally there is a difference but and I will I will steadfast to that and And that's my faith and if that makes me weak that's so be it and here's the only thing you can hope for there was a man in the 19... Late 70s, early 80s, possibly. I remember that. Um, whose <laughs> son... Like a good time. Whose son was molested mm-hmm. by another man. Um, I don't know for how many years this, this child was molested, but this gentleman was convicted of molesting this child. It was known that he did it. He did it. End of story. He was convicted, and he was being transported to jail, I believe. Um, when he arrived at the airport, the father of the son was <laughs> sitting back in like some straight up old school Dick Tracy uh, disguise, the whole trench coat and hat, sitting over on the phones talking, on the payphones talking. And as the police walked this handcuffed man through the airport, he came across with a gun, pulled it out of his jacket, shot the dude right in front of the police. Okay. Police even were caught on film. All this was caught on film, and the police asked him, why did you do it? And, of course, they arrested the guy. Right. Um, they knew him by name, I, which I don't. But it was like, hey, Harvey, why'd you do it? You know, it's like they knew him as soon as he turned around and shot this guy. But he shot and killed this guy that molested his kid. And in my perspective, from my heart of hearts, me having three children, I'm like, go, dude. Good job. As far as I'm concerned, you saved the taxpayers some money. Um, I, I'm all for it. Okay, 
Um, I'd rather spend fifteen hundred to bury you than thirty five thousand dollars to harvest you. To house your silly ass with some idea that you're gonna fucking change. All right. Um, that's not the Christian way. God would see that as as a killing, and it was a sin. He committed a sin by killing another human being. However, the Bible also tells us that we're supposed to abide by the laws set by man. Now, man also states that you're not allowed to kill anybody. However, this guy was set free. A jury found him not guilty. Um, basically based on emotion, based on what they believe, based on all the evidence that was presented towards them, they were like, you know what? I get it. I get why he did it. I think he was given some probation. I'm not saying he went off with right. nothing, but it was a slap <laughs> on the wrist. Right. Okay. He wasn't now, going to the roller rink after the trial. But now the Bible states two contradictory situations in there. Or, and maybe it's not contradictory. God's not going to forgive him for that sin unless he repents. So he doesn't get into heaven. If he never repents for doing what he did, he doesn't get into heaven. But at the same time, the Bible tells you to follow the laws of man. He went through due process. He was given a trial. People found him not guilty. Does that make him not guilty in God's eyes? Actually, no, it doesn't. He still has to repent in order to get to heaven. But it's the simple fact that there is, even when you strip the fact that, yes, things can, when you start nitpicking the Bible, when you start digging into it, you can find all of these contradictions. You can find all of these situations where you don't necessarily agree with or situations that science at the end of the day has already proven wrong. And it seems like when, when, not even just science, but just mere common sense. Okay? It, you go back to the stories of the Ark. I mean, you can call that a fable. You can call that a story to help you with a situation that you're going on in your life. Because there's a lot of really cool stories in there. Um, Noah was a drunk. Noah was a loser. Noah was never going to amount to anything. Noah was called on God to build this boat to take two of every animal because he was about to flood this bitch. Um, it's a cool story. But break the story down. Did this guy really build a boat that housed two of every animal on Earth? What animals were available on Earth? If those animals weren't available on Earth and we got those animals later, how did we get those animals? You start really going through there. Were dinosaurs on the... Did it mention anything about dinosaurs on baby the Ark? Dinosaur. Did he take baby dinosaurs? Did he take eggs? What? I mean, how did he get the lions... Baby dinos. How did he get the lions to hang out with the elephants and the zebras and... I'm just the, saying. Phelps told me about the baby dinos. My point is, how can you... Can you imagine... Have you, you've tried to get your kids to settle down and go to bed at night. What was that boat like? <laughs> what was that boat trip with Just all deal of with them? me right now. I mean, you had two of every animal. You had the lions sitting there going, I'm hungry for a zebra. How long were they on the boat? 40 days, 40 nights? I'm pretty sure you fucked up another scripture with that. 
How long were they on the boat? I don't fucking know. He flooded the world for 40 days and 40 nights of sure, rain. Sure, but some... What did they eat? They ate... What did um, all those animals eat? The animals, animals didn't need to eat. They didn't need to eat. That's the explanation. God made it to where they didn't need to eat for that 40 days and 40 nights. See, whenever the Bible is truly conflicted by some sense of what the fuck they just go well I mean God managed where it was cool and, and that's and that's <laughs> but the view, okay basically what, that's <laughs> literally is, the only this thing is, this is what you're saying to me um we'll, we'll just we'll just put a name out there Matt um wrote the journal of his life uh, Matt was born in 1902 um now now we're at uh, 2017 and Matt's quadruple grandkid picks up his book and says well what was this well guess what anybody who the child the grandchild of Matt knew all that stuff and over time it became less and less relevant so now here we are uh, what 2,000 years later 115 years 115 years later 2,115 so, wow very small threshold yeah um, so here we are the fact that we struggle to find the in and out of a book that was written which as far as I can tell is so far out of manuscript it's not even funny being by time itself um, That's but a book even... that was written 3,000 years ago, 2,500 years ago, 2,800 years ago, let's just call it three grand. Right. We'll call it three grand. Now, you, now, we're going to just step back and ask, well, wait, I don't get it. Well, yeah, because there's no one to explain it anymore. Yeah, but. We've well, lost, we've lost they... every track to it because guess what? You know what we've done for the last 2,000 years? Denounced it. Fought it. No, but here's the thing. Now look at it this way, though. What if it's... You can be told a story when you're a child. Mm -hmm. There's a man that comes once a year, slips down your chimney... Santa Claus. ...and brings you presents. Mm -hmm. Okay? We're told that story, and why are we told that story? It's to keep us in line. You better be good all year. So you don't get cold. It so you don't get. It didn't start that way, though. It didn't start that way. No, but, but it was hey, developed here's the thing. That. That, that, that's the derivative. That, that that's the that that's the human aspect of mm -hmm. what, what what culture right. brought brought to forefront. Right. And so I mean, to be able to use that, it's like the Easter Bunny or whatever. Mm -hmm. or, or here's the fact. You mean of the fables is, that are supposed to keep you in line? Right. Okay. So. They began telling these stories in the Bible of men who walked through fire, of men who persevered over enormous obstacles in order to accomplish great things set forth by them, by their creator. Um, those are those are great stories until you begin questioning them, which back then they wouldn't have questioned them because they knew no different. They thought the earth was flat. They didn't think the world expanded past where they basically were. Um, 
so you start moving forward in history and you have this natural ability by our God-given free will to question the things that are put in front of us. Who's to say that God didn't give us free will so that we could question these things? Why wouldn't he, though? Who's to say? Exactly. Who's to say that God doesn't have a steadfast plan? And that's why I do not say that I don't believe in God. Because who's to say that there's not a God that had a steadfast plan? And part of that steadfast plan involved people making up a bunch of shit, saying that he said it, us believing it, us following a path, us questioning that path, us questioning those things in the book, us looking back, us developing, us moving forward in order to make changes, in order to, okay, well, now we need to do this. We'll know it's not so bad to eat lobster. We'll know it's not so bad to eat pork. We'll know it's not so bad to fuck your buddy next door. I mean, what what part, you know, where does it stop? Because... I mean, you look at it now, and I mean, incest. Oh, who does that? Why would you do No, it's fucking illegal in a lot of places, except Alabama. Most. Um, <laughs> okay, I was going to say yes, but <laughs> so, that's a pretty wide spectrum. We're sitting in our Arkansas. What am I going to do? i got to take a shot at somebody else. Um, but you look at that, but it's, it, it's rampant in the Bible. I mean, it's, it was the norm. I don't even know that it is denounced within the Bible because it's talked about a lot. I mean, incest was kind of a common thing. They just talked about it. No one gravitated towards that, though. That's good. You know, right. like, like, here's the thing. Like, everything that you've said, it was like, don't do this, don't do this, don't do this. And the Bible talks about a shit ton of incest. No one was like, well, the Bible said... Well, it's pretty much okay, so I should fuck my sister. Right. Like, and so, so that, that's the that that's the the big the build up and the letdown. Right. Um. At the end of the day, if I'm gonna leave anybody with one thing, it's gonna be the fact that um, this isn't over. Matter of fact, that like we can call this like this is this is like super gay episode one. We could call it anti Christ episode. I don't give a shit what we call it, but this this will be this will be a podcast that will haunt our entire library <laughs> till the end of time. Right. And we're going to use this, and I'm going to convert you into I... loving homosexuals. <laughs> Period. Because um, listen, ladies and gentlemen, I just want you to know. My friend CT, he's a homophobe. Not true. Um, no, and that's just it. It's like, because I, I, I know. He's not a homophobe at all. I know Later gay fact, people. He's giving me a hand job right now. No! It's <laughs> not happening. Um, what's the point in doing this over audio if you're going to say everything that we're doing? Um, so. They can hear it. I don't have <laughs> any issues with gay people. I, I don't, don't have any issue with. A lot of people. I think that everyone walks this earth. You know what I think makes you a great Christian? Is you don't have an issue with the people who don't conform to you, your opinion. Right. And to me, that's the definition of Christian. And and see, and that's just it. And that's what what I love about Christianity. And I, I because I've I, because obviously I seem to have taken a stance of not. Of almost being anti-Christianity. And I do want to say this. Christianity is 
as a whole a great thing because the only thing at the end of the day the most of what they they preach is love um love thy neighbor um and as a whole we need we, we need to agree with this um Buddhism uh <laughs> I, don't, I think Buddhism 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 <laughs> Bud- Buddhism? Buddhism. There have been some booties that have just nearly made me drop to my knees. Right. They'll bring it like onionism. <laughs> um, Onion buddhism. Also, like like the Muslim religion, the Jewish religion, um, Hinduism. Like, here's the thing. Um, I, I'm going to call myself a Christian, and I hate that any ISIS, like, dude is going to hate this. But the fact of the matter is, is like, we just kind of, we, we hold that. Um, we're gonna argue it, we're, and it's gonna continue to happen. It's gonna get ugly, quick, fast, and hurry the whole nine yards. But guess what? We all find one thing, and that's faith, love, and hope, and something. Um, and it doesn't have to be a god, I guess, in your eyes. What it has to be is something that makes you whole. I'm gonna give you the hippie cop out. I like that. All right. Here's why I think Jesus was a hippie. He has long hair and a beard. <sighs> I was a starter. Second point. Um, no. Here's the thing. Um, oh, I had a thought. What was it? Oh, lost a bit. Okay. Um, oh. The word Christian is brought up very few times in the Bible. Okay. The reason it's brought up, or no, not the reason it's brought up few times. The few times that it is brought up, the majority of the time that it's brought up in the Bible, it's actually a negative connotation. Right. It's oh look at those people that follow Christ. It's almost the people who it's the people who denounce Christ looking upon those that follow Christ as oh, look at those Christians. They're following Christ. They actually believe this shit. Okay? Now here's what Jesus was. Jesus was the Son of God. That's how the story is. Um, God's image on earth. What we as Christians are supposed to do is Walk through life mimicking Christ. What Christ did in the Bible was walk through life pretty much as a hippie. Love everybody. Vagabond. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter how low down you are. Doesn't matter how high up you are. Show the same respect. Show the same love. For the, show the, the same courtesy. The exactly. Um, and, and, and in all reality, more so to the poorest because, you know, God or Jesus was looked on by the pharaohs as, when, and, you know, the pharaohs being the higher ups would look at Christ and say, what, you know, what man of, what man of God, what son of God would eat dinner with the low, the, the, the ones that we've given up on. And Jesus overheard this, and basically Jesus said, you know, you don't go see a doctor because you feel good. You go to a doctor because you're ill. You go to a doctor because you need something. So apologize for that. So Jesus was was reaching out to those that were looked upon by others as worthless, as useless, as uh, unsavable. And he was trying to bring them to God was trying to bring them to the ways of Christianity um, and he did so in a lot of man in a, in a lot of 
in a lot of ways. And he did so with basically just showing love. It goes back to like we were talking about the woman who was going to be stoned. You know, he 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 made those people show them, um, or he he made those people see that for a moment you don't have to immediately cast stones at this person. Give this person time to maybe see the error of their ways and do better. Um, there was, there's many stories where Jesus has done that and, and provided forgiveness, um, through those that wanted to kill him and that tried to kill him. I mean, he had people, he had his followers. Um, some of his followers were people who at one time wanted his head, you know, um, and even those that did, den- even those that saw him and saw the miracles that he, cr- um, that the miracles that he performed later on denounced him and he predicted it. He told them, you'll denounce me when it, when Why it boils down to it. Yeah. Can I keep going back to Judas? You go back to okay. Judas and that's fine. Cause eventually you hit it. Um, I guess my point is that God or Jesus walked kind of walked around in his sandals and his long hair and he said, Hey man, everybody just love everybody. You know, I, I think Jesus should have been played by Matthew McConaughey. You know, I'm just saying, you know, he was like, you know, everything's all right. All right. All right. right. (laughs) But it was more of, it became more of about a love thing and let's just love one another and let's turn the other cheek. And if somebody does something bad to you, love them anyways and take care of it and, and show them their, their ways and, you know, move forward in that respect. So I guess my point is the Bible has gone through so many transformations as well as Christianity, as well as believers in God have gone through so many um, my grandmother told me that I would go to hell Yay. for not attending church because that's truly what she believed. And I can't fault her for that. She is was, that truly what she believed or is that something that she decided to use as a, no, it's of, truly what she believed. Oh. I mean, this woman was 97 years old. This woman was born in 1901. Nice. Okay. She, and from the time that she was five years old, she was in church every Sunday without fail, rain or shine, sick or not, wouldn't play old maid with the other kids because it was a card game and cards were of the devil. So, but that's just how she was raised. My point is, the aspect has changed since 1901 to 2017 very little where is it going to change no a lot it's changed a lot the church the church shut it off sorry I'm just kidding he's being ugly to me guys that's 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 the outburst I have to deal with oh and I know it's not very godly of me but look we're going to wrap this up alright we are so okay so so um I'm sorry about your grandma damning you to hell (laughs) 